It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. So begins our senior season, year four of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The good news, we don't have any eligibility limitations. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, joined by Rick Marone and Bill Cornwell. Happy to have you along on this first full week of boys and girls high school basketball across the Mountain State. Already a lot of interesting games have been played throughout the course of uh, of the week in boys basketball. We had a basically a one versus three matchup uh, last night. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on in Class A. Also, uh, some girls matchups. Uh, three-time reigning state champions in Class AAA. Off to a little bit of a slow start. We'll talk about that as well. And, of course, we'll get you all the scores from tonight's game. Again, we welcome you in to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We'll be with you for the next three hours. And also we'll be taking your phone calls throughout the course of that time as well. Our new phone number, 1-855-78-HOOPS. You'll need that one, 1-855-78-HOOPS. That is 7846677. So, again, if you want to give us a call, you can do that at any time. And Coach Marone of the Tulsa Lady Rebels, a co-host back with us this year for Season 4 as well. And uh, Coach... Uh, wonderful time of year it's about the coldest day we've had uh since the spring came through and with snow flurries throughout much of west virginia for some parts it was the first sign of snow for others it's just kind of been another day of snow but nonetheless it's basketball season yeah basketball season and you know it's basketball season when you have the paul paul jersey back in the house and uh <laughs> tell you what uh it's good to be back and as you mentioned ryan a great time of year uh football uh, at the high school level anyway has, has been put to bed for the most part and basketball is up and running and uh bill cornwell I'll tell you what as boys take center stage this week the girls got a weak head start last week a lot of storylines but i'll tell you what uh, it's the beginning of a, a great adventure as we we start through these winter months i'm uh, looking forward to seeing uh if some of the uh expected strong teams can kind of live up to the expectations and also just kind of anxious to see there are going to be the surprises this year on all classes. I think there's going to be a few surprises. A few folks are going to, going to come out of nowhere. And uh, we're going to talk about them maybe February and say, you know, where did that come from? Well, you know, how, how strong did these guys get? And, you know, why weren't we talking about them two months ago? That's kind of the route that Gilmer County's girls took a year ago. Yeah. They kind of flew under the radar. And then postseason's like, hey, you know, I'm starting to notice that. Uh, and, and, and honestly, I mean, we keep up with this seven days a week, six game days a week. But um, you know, if you don't play on Friday night, you can you can slip through the cracks on this show. Sometimes we do our best to avoid that, but it, it can happen. And I felt like Gilmer County kind of did that last year, and then the Lady Titans won the Class A state title. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's really uh, the awesome part of it is to watch those journeys. Uh, take place and teams that do somewhat come out of left field and then really get hot at the right time and that's what we saw last year not just with Gilmer County but you saw a few other examples of that and Ryan another uh, topic for me this year and I think for all of us is uh, looking at some new faces on the sidelines and we'll get into that a little bit later in the program 
bidding adieu to some very uh, storied uh, coaches, if you will, and welcoming in some new faces into some really tradition-rich programs. And I think that's always uh, something that at the high school level throws a nice uh, little bit of flavor in there is the fact that you get a, a, a turnover from time to time. But there's some sidelines that are going to have some new feet walking on them this year that people haven't seen in many, many years. Also, a lot of new I wouldn't say new faces, but teams have been rearranged a little bit as the um, classifications have changed. I know that the region in, in, in this area, and you know, we emanate from Marshall University in Huntington. Um, you're talking about Nitro dropping down, Man moving up, Winfield dropping down, Point Pleasant dropping back down, and uh, Bill Cornwell. Uh, that creates some. Uh, and you know, I didn't even mention Coach Marone and <laughs> Tulsa moving to, to Class A. Summers County right. moves to Class A, but lo- lo- loses its coach to the SSAC. <laughs> and, and in the, our local sectional setup in AAA, Hurricane has moved in with Midland, Spring Valley, and Huntington, whereas they were kind of used to be kind of geared toward the Kanawha Valley end of the sectional. Now they're kind of toward the Huntington, Cabo Wayne County end. So, uh, again, things have changed quite a bit. And just within the Cardinal Conference, for example, now Logan, who dropped into AA as a member of the conference, Winfield, a member of the conference. Uh, you've also got Nitro as a member of the conference. Now here's the, here's the ironic part of all that, and we'll get to our first scoreboard in just a moment. But, Coach Marone, within the Cardinal Conference – you now have everybody in the same region except for Herbert Hoover, who got shipped up into the region with Bridgeport and in that area up in Harrison County. So that means that, for example, I'm just throwing one out there that I'm aware of. Like Wayne is in the half of the Cardinal Conference that plays twice in the southern, you know, they play the southern schools in the conference twice, the northern schools once, but they're in their postseason in the regional and sectional with the northern schools. Just interesting how that, uh, that all works yeah, out. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, for, for the many years that we were in the Cardinal Conference, you played all the teams in the conference twice. It gave you 14 league games. They have went to a north and south division this year. And really, Wayne is in an interesting position because the ones in their half of the Cardinal – are not in their sectional. Their sectional opponents, Sissonville, Polka, Winfield, those teams up in there, Nitro, they're only seeing them once a year. So then when you get into that seeding process, and that'll be something we follow throughout the year, you've only seen those teams once. It may have been at your place. It may have been at their place. And then they'll play other teams twice who are maybe in their regional but not in the section. So it's going to be very interesting. And one team you didn't mention, Ravenswood, is now single A as well. I tell you what, single A is packed. When you talk about storied programs like Ravenswood, on the girls' side and boys' side, Summers County, uh, it, it has just really changed the whole landscape of basketball. Well, Coach, let's jump right into our first scoreboard because we know that people are here to get scores and – this is the place to do so. Coach Rick Marone, lead us off with the check of our first scoreboard of the night. Looking for scores? Look no more here at basketballnight.com. Scoreboard update. We do have some finals already rolling in. First on the girls' side, Cabell Midland 46, Chapmanville 31. That a tournament game at the Rogers Oriole Tournament at Summers County. <clears throat> Wheeling Central 71, Clay County 48. 
Moorfield Yellow Jackets, 50-42 winners over East Hardy tonight. And Summers County, as, as Ryan mentioned earlier, under the direction of a new coach, Sarah Blevins, taking over, not missing a beat, 92-40. to 40. They get a win in the Rogers Oil Tournament over the Pocahontas County Lady Warriors. On the boys' side tonight, Grafton, 86, Ripley, 34. That game a part of the Sam Boyd tournament at Grafton. That's the consolation game in that tournament. East Fairmont, 73, Kaiser, 62. Fairmont Senior, 66, Ambassador Christian, 50. So the Polar Bears, the defending AA champions, get off on the right foot tonight against Ambassador Christian. Nitro falls to Polka tonight, 70-51. to 51. Uh, Frampton, 31 points, 14 rebounds. A few special guests in the crowd in that one as they get a big win at Nitro. Logan, 79. Scott, 42. Skyhawks fall to Logan in their opener. And IDEA Public, Charter School, 74. RC Bird, 52. That's a final as well. And we have a ton more games that will be coming in throughout the evening. Ryan, that's your first look at the scoreboard update here on BasketballNight.com. And speaking of that Robert C. Bird game, the Eagles uh, falling tonight uh, in that ball game, And that was to yeah, IDEA Public Charter. We'll find out more about them. Bill Nestor is on the phone. He joins us now. He's the voice of the Robert C. Bird Flying Eagles and... Uh, Bill, tonight a, a tough loss for RCB. Oh, yeah, real tough loss. I was losing 74-52 to ideal public uh, charter. Team's already played four games this year, guys, and uh, looked pretty impressive, really, and, and an opportunity for RCB to try to get back on the hardwoods. Only one returning starter, and uh, he got in foul trouble in the first half, and so he fell behind the eight ball early on. The second half was much better, though, uh, really play even with them, scoring uh, 29 points to their 29 points. But the damage was done in the second quarter because of foul issues. But nice to get back on the floor and get things rolling in, in the uh, Polar Bear uh, tip-off classic uh, here tonight. And got a chance to see the Polar Bears, too, guys. And they looked awful impressive. Dave Rutten's biggest decision he's going to have this year is who's going to get on the floor. He's got so many players to play. Uh, they're going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with yet again this year. And for those who aren't aware, Idea Public Charter School is out of uh, the Deanwood neighborhood in Washington, D.C. And, um, you know, we can kind of talk a little bit about both those games that were up there uh, tonight um, in terms of uh, Fairmont Senior as well. And, uh, you know, last year I go back to that classic semifinal game between Bridgeport and Fairmont Senior. And if you go back uh, a little bit before that, Robert C. Bird had played excellent basketball moving into the postseason a year ago. Uh, what are we looking at for those those teams in that area? Of course, Fairmont Senior, the reigning state champions. East Fairmont getting a win tonight over Kaiser. But what are the outlooks for uh, a lot of those teams in the uh, Harrison and uh, Marion County areas? Well, Ron, you're looking at some pretty solid programs. You know, for Robert C. Bird, you know, mentioned only one returning starter back. So they've got a lot of... Uh, Really good young talent. They're starting a sophomore and Corey Miles, and also, or excuse me, a freshman and Miles and sophomore and Tanner Kennedy. Two up and coming players are going to be really good uh, perimeter players. Uh, so they're going to come along a little bit slow than some other teams. You know, Bridgeport uh, is going to be solid again this year. Of course, they lost a lot of players from last year's edition, but they seem to just reload. So you look for the Indians, led by legendary coach Mike Roby, to, to be pretty strong. And you mentioned Fairmont Senior, uh, the reigning champions. I think that 
getting that, that championship last year did a lot for these players in terms of confidence. I uh, had a chance to see them play in the first half tonight as they were uh, cranking it out and looked pretty impressive considering the fact that they've got three very important players not in uniform because of their run all the way to the state championship game in football. So and you're looking at three teams right there in East Fairmont, which you also mentioned, Ryan. Uh, they're off to, I think, a 2-0 start as well, and a uh, well-coached, well-talented talent team uh, there with the Bees. So you know, a lot of really good teams are going to battle out here in north-central West Virginia. And that's always good because, you know, as we talk about high school uh, games, especially during the regular season, just they're really just practice games in a sense. And I think this gives an opportunity to, to really test yourself early and often and see where you're at and what you can do. And that's the most impressive part of this tip-off uh, classic that Coach Retton's put on at Fairmont Senior, an opportunity to get four quality teams in there and lock it up in back-to-back days to see what they're made of. So you, you look at a lot of depth and a lot of talented teams in north-central West Virginia. And in the Big Ten Conference, uh, it's pretty well stocked from top to bottom. Looking ahead to next weekend, Robert Seabird has an opportunity to host the Big Ten Cardinal Classic. They wrestled that away from... West Virginia State uh, for the year. So they'll have games on next Friday and next Saturday. So you get a chance to see all these teams in action. And they'll battle some really good teams from the Cardinal Conference as well. So that this this early season uh, is going to set up to be really good in terms of getting teams out there, putting them against each other, and see how they match up. And what could be a lot of previews for uh, uh, upcoming games down the road in March. Well, Bill, always a pleasure to get to talk to you. I know it was a uh... A, a tough night for Robert C. Bird tonight, but again, uh, we'll we'll see how that that team grows throughout the season. Because uh, uh, as we as we have seen over the course of uh, this program, where we follow things very closely, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. And it's the, it's the teams that get better over the course of the season that tend to make a, a an impact at the end of the year. And obviously, Bird can can do that. And and, and again, when it comes to idea of public charter school. No one in West Virginia knows what they just played against. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. They're very talented team. They've already played four games. We talked about that. In fact, they've got 33 games on a on a schedule. To me, it's kind of impressive. It indicates to me that they might play a little bit of hoops, even if you have an inch or two of snow. Which something we're not really used to, guys. But but yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, back in action tomorrow. Robert C. Bird will crank it out against Ambassador Christian at four o'clock, and then you'll see. Fairmont Senior and uh, and ID Public Charter they'll lock it up at six o'clock. So that'll be an interesting game there as well. So a lot of great uh, hoops going on in this area here in the next couple of days. Bill, always great to catch up with you. Well, thank you so much. Really, really love being a part of the show. Keep up the great work and look forward to talking to you again next Friday. All right, that's Bill Nestor, the voice of the Robert C. Bird Flying Eagles, who fall tonight to Idea Charter. Uh, public charter and and Bill Cornwell something that he mentioned was the uh, the fact that you know Fairmont Senior a little bit shorthanded yeah. in their win over Ambassador Christian due to the Super Six mm-hmm. being just a week ago not being able to get practices in in time and I know that affected uh, a, a schedule of a game between two uh, AAA schools in in the Huntington Charleston area yeah an MSAC game was scheduled tonight between Spring Valley and George Washington and. Uh, Give to give credit to Rick Green, veteran coach of the GW Patriots. Uh, Rick could have been, I think I used the term, he could have been a barracuda tonight and said, well, I don't care if you don't have half your team, uh, we're still going to play the game. But he did not. He uh, 
got in contact with uh, the folks at Spring Valley and Corey Maynard, the Timberwolves coach, and said, I know you're going to be shorthanded for a few days. Let's reschedule the game. And uh, they're going to play it uh, in January. They found a, a, a date uh, that uh, makes everyone happy. I believe that game will be in uh, – actually, it's in Charleston. On, uh, but uh, nice move by Coach Rick Green. And Rick is a first class always all the way. And um, he didn't kick people when they were down. <laughs> Spring Valley did play the other night against Ironton, Ohio, and lost 59-41, uh, shorthanded as they were. And uh, But uh, you know, Rick Green could have gone ahead and played that game that I did not. And uh, – Congratulations and kudos to Rick Green. And uh, it should be interesting when Spring Valley gets all their guys because about half their team played on that uh, football team. And uh, some of their better players on the football team. So we'll see them next week. A game we're following as we get ready to head to break, though, in boys basketball, 9.7 seconds left in overtime. West side with a 65-64 lead over Pikeview. Pikeview has the basketball. We may have a final for that when we come back. Well, much more basketball Friday night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. In today's economy, it's just as common for companies to merge and go out of business as it is for workers to change jobs. As a result, retirement plans can be left behind, lost or forgotten about until it's time for workers to retire. Even in the best of circumstances, workers can have questions about or problems with their retirement plans, but not know where to turn for help. That's where Pension Help America comes in. Found online at PensionHelp.org, Pension Help America connects Americans to resources that can help them find answers to questions about their retirement plans. By guiding you through a simple series of questions, Pension Help America will put you on the path to finding the help you need. Pension Help America is a website of the Pension Rights Center, a nonprofit consumer organization dedicated to protecting and promoting the retirement security of American workers, retirees, and their families. If you have a question about your retirement plan, visit pensionhelp.org. That's pensionhelp.org. A public service message from the Pension Rights Center. What if we got rewarded for every good decision? Dinner. Meal needs a vegetable. Check. Amazing. Vegetables cooked with a healthier oil instead of butter? Fantastic. Replacing bad fats with healthier fats like those in canola or vegetable oil is good for your heart. Take up the challenge for good health because the you of the future will say... Visit heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info proudly supports the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. Household pests are familiar subjects in childhood songs and nursery rhymes, but they can also pose serious threats to our health and property. Dealing with these threats may not be as easy as ABC, but it can be as easy as IPM. Integrated Pest Management employs common sense and sound solutions to treat and control pests. To learn more, visit whatisipm.org, a public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, James Collier, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 
919 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, and Bill Cornwell with you. That reminds us, you hear the opening, you go, where is James Collier? James has taken a job where he calls basketball games in Kentucky on Friday nights. Um, he's still going to contribute in some way, form, or fashion because James has always been reliable to help out in any way he could, and he always takes an interest in the games over in West Virginia as well. He's from Kentucky. We don't hold, we didn't hold that against him for three years, but he did a great job in helping get this program off the ground, and now with a with a job over there that doesn't allow him to be with us on Friday nights. We miss him being here, but we'll have a rotating cast of Bill Cornwell. We'll have some Joe Linville as well. And, just uh, a little dash of Joe Linville. Yeah, just a little. Right. <laughs> the recipe and is ready to We have another one, James Barker, I believe, yes. going to be joining us. Maybe, maybe a few other folks. You just never know who's yeah. going to end up here by the time all the things are said. Now, remember, we had Rick Kozlowski in studio last year. <laughs> I don't think we've recovered from that yet. <laughs> no, we've had a year, and it still hasn't happened. But uh, uh, nonetheless, we were telling you right before we went to break about that West Side Pikeview game. Westside ends up getting a two-point win over Pikeview in overtime in that season opener. After uh, Pikeview had a, was trailing by one, they missed a shot. Westside got the rebound, got fouled, made one of two with four seconds left, and then a half-court heave as time expired was no good. Also, uh, boys scored just in. We'll get a full scoreboard update coming up uh, at 9.30, but a Another score just in in boys basketball. Musselman defeats Hurricane 67-64. Thank you, Rick Kozlowski, for the score. <laughs> he's always he's always out there. The man's like Santa Claus too. <laughs> he's like he knows when <laughs> he's always paying attention. But uh, you know, while we have a, a moment here, uh, we do want to give a uh, special shout out to our new affiliates. Our family has grown. Um, we have, uh, like I said, we've, we, we have added to our reach, um, and we want to thank all of our affiliates who have been with us. Um, we are growing. We're just like a, a young child being nurtured now up to four years old and <laughs> starting to grow and expand a little bit. Um, WBES in Charleston, now on board with us, 9.50 a.m., I'm definitely glad to have them along, and uh, that that helps us get into Charleston. I know that I can't tell you how many coaches or uh, people that we've had ask us over the past couple of years. They listen on the bus on their way home from games, and sometimes they have to pass through Charleston. Where where can we get you in Charleston? We're like, uh, you know, so you know, at that point, you basically had to go to WVOW out of Logan right. to be able to, to get it out of Charleston. But, so now we're also on WBES in Charleston. So continue to grow. We're also in Martinsburg. Yeah. WRNR, 7.40 a.m., 106.5 FM. You're literally going from one end of the state, from the far west to the far east. Uh, yep. And uh, Tony Caridi's got nothing on our reach here on Basketball Friday <laughs> Night in West Virginia. So, uh, again, a big thank you to all of those uh, who, who have joined along. And, and I know if you're new to the show, and, and hey, look, we also understand that uh, this, is, uh, this is the first game of the year. So this is our first show of the year. It's the first game for us, so to speak. Uh, you have to get back in the habit. You have to get back in the habit of what you do on Friday nights during basketball season, finding us, tuning us in. And to all of you who are out there tuning us in, we thank you and remind your friends. 
because uh, our, our reach continues to uh, expand, and we definitely want to continue to do that because that helps us bring you more information, more scores, and better coverage of all the schools across the state of West Virginia. And, you know, like, like I was talking earlier today to some uh, friends of mine, we care about you whether you're Harmon, one of the smallest schools in the state, or if you're Cavill Midland, one of the largest schools in the state, and everybody in between, uh, you matter. We're not looking for just like your undefeated teams or just your top teams. We're going to cover everybody because um, we celebrate the game of basketball. That's why you, you, you'll also hear a lot throughout the course of the year for the next 15 weeks. We're with you all the way through semifinal Friday of the Boys State Tournament. Uh, you'll also hear that a lot of times we're able to pick up on something going on on a particular night, jump jump on it, jump into it, and get information and get uh, callers. And, and we do that because of you, the listener, and, and allowing us to do that and, and to have that reach and to take your time to listen with us, talk with us, and uh, just celebrate basketball with us. Yeah, i tell you what, uh, Ryan, I think uh, such a great gathering place. We've talked about that over the last four years. Uh, you know, a great place to gather for people that love basketball. And that's all uh, all walks, the fans, the, the coaches, the players, uh, the, the basic uh, listeners that come across the program. And I'm like you, you know, how many people as you travel across the state uh, ask, where can I get the show? Uh, who's carrying the show? What can I do to, you know, to be a part of the show? And we encourage people to interact with us. Uh, our guys behind the scenes do a great job reaching out and allowing people ways to connect with us. And uh, we encourage you to do that. And uh, Ryan gave you the phone number. And, of course, we're on all social media as well. And uh, we uh, encourage you to, to join us uh, every Friday night and make it uh, kind of a scheduled uh, time together to enjoy basketball. Yeah, that phone number, one eight five five seven eight hoops It's a new number. The one you had before, lose it, delete it, <laughs> start over again, one eight five five seven eight. Oops. And the, the thing that we hear during the regular season every year, almost every week, guys, from coaches, players, they appreciate the fact that we're giving a spotlight to high school basketball because, let's be honest, a lot of the media in the state, and that includes broadcast media, don't pay a lot of attention until it's state tournament time. But there's two and a half months of basketball in the regular season to play before we even start talking about the playoffs. I'm almost getting ready to go Iverson here and go, playoffs? (laughs) Practice? (laughs) Uh, Here's the thing, and I will defend broadcast media here for just a moment. Uh, A lot of times uh, the sports um, folks in your area on your local televisions get a very small time frame to try to get as much information as possible. And that makes it difficult. And I can tell you right now, they do a great job. And they are not ESPN. They don't have a large worldwide staff to get out to all your games to shoot. Right. They get TV's term. They might get three hours on a or three three hours. We get three hours on a Friday night. <laughs> they they might they get had three hours. They might get three minutes, and that's just uh, the way. It, that's just the way it has to be. Well, that's on a good night. Yeah. No, I, I just want to say, uh, you know, uh, girls basketball, and not just because I'm up here with you guys, and I'm you know fortunate to be a part of the program, but. You know, girls basketball on this program gets gets just as much uh, attention as spotlight, and and that is greatly appreciated. All of my friends uh, 
across the girls' basketball world. So we're here to cover it all, as Ryan said, from uh, one end of the state to the other, and uh, boys, girls, and uh, you know anything uh, related to basketball and uh, those stories that, uh, that always come out of it. And we definitely enjoy bringing you those stories, and we can't do it without you. If you want to get in touch with us, there are about a, a dozen ways. We'll narrow those down for you. Again, the phone number, one eight five five seven eight hoops That's one eight five five seven eight four six six seven seven. Also, you can get us in touch with us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup. Again, on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup. You can visit basketballnight.com. It's a website that is dedicated to the coverage of high school basketball. Marcus Constantino does a lot of the website work. And uh, when I say a lot of it, I mean a whole lot of it. Um, we just go, yeah, Marcus, that looks great. Because yeah, it, 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 it's beyond what we can do. But, um, you know, we've got a couple tweaks to the to the uh, site from last year looks better every day basically and uh, definitely worth your time to uh, to take a look at uh, basketballnight.com and again to uh, everyone who's involved behind the scenes we thank them and of course to you as well and these shows also on YouTube um, there really is no excuse for missing our show <laughs> no not any, not anymore no all platforms are out there and uh, uh, again uh, we appreciate everyone uh, tuning in and uh as the season gets going, and uh, we know people come here for more than just scores, but uh, that's one of the biggest things I think that people can find at our website and, of course, with the program. And another thing I want to mention before we go to break here is that, especially early on in the season, we're a lot like you. We want to set back and, in many ways, let some things develop first before we try to jump on certain things we'll we'll try to find storylines early on as well but we're in a feeling out process too there are a lot of people who are in different places this year uh in boys basketball especially trying to keep up with but in girls basketball as well um, we've got a number of new coaches uh, you know new boys basketball coach at polka a new girls basketball coach at summers county those two jobs haven't been open in a combined like 80 years. Okay, so uh, you're talking about two long-term coaches who have been replaced, uh, you know, who, who have stepped down. And also, you're looking at a new coach at Logan for boys basketball, one of the tradi- tradition-rich programs in the Mountain State, Zach Green, uh, playing, uh, getting his first uh, taste of varsity high school head coaching experience. In the, and Ryan, uh, uh, having a governor-elect as a coach of a girls' and a boys' oh, yeah. team, how do we neglect that? I mean, how many states have that going on? So and, we'll be following that man, as well. And the man is going to keep it up this year. Now, he, he said that it's going to be this year. Uh, we'll see, because uh, I know Jim Justice, and we all know Jim Justice. Man, he loves to coach. He loves to coach. We'll just see if he keeps his promises just this year. Another new guy who I think, if he sticks it out long term, is going to do a good job is Baker Neal at Cabell Midland, the new uh, boys coach there, guy with tons of college experience, also worked a little bit with Huntington Prep. Uh if he can get some talent to play at Cabell Midland, they could be a force. My question for our referee roundup tonight later in the show when Bo uh, Anderson joins us, if you're an official and the governor elects over on that sideline, what kind of calls does he get? <laughs> Especially when you got like state police That's right. security around, you know, wow. You know, schools are funded by the state and schools pay the officials out of 
It's a different twist. I mean, you know, how many no, people have to deal I, with that? We're, we're just kidding, we're, we're of course. We're having a good time. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and we've had Jim Justice on the program before. He's taken time to talk with us. Uh, he's been gracious with his time to do so. Man doesn't have a lot of time. He runs the Greenbrier, coaches boys and girls basketball. and Other businesses. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely someone who's a busy person. So we appreciate the time that he has given us over the, uh, over the years as well. Right now we're going to step aside take a break. When we come back, we'll get you a scoreboard update as the season premiere of Season 4 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Six years treating soldiers. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. My son saved lives as a medic in the military, and I always remind him how much his service meant to our country. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. I called because I was concerned about my son. We got him connected to care, and it's made a difference. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or chat online at veteranscrisisline.net. I was leaving an exercise class. All of a sudden, the pain started. My entire chest, shortness of breath, very fatigued, nauseated. Thought that it was nothing much, maybe just stress. You're having a heart attack. I'm healthy, I'm young. There's no way it could be my heart, no way. Heart disease doesn't discriminate. Listen to your body, go get checked. Heart disease is the number one killer in women, and this is something that we can fight. Visit GoRedForWomen.org to learn a woman's risk for heart disease. Have you heard the buzz about West Nile virus? Protect yourself and your family from the mosquito bites that spread the virus. When you go outside, use mosquito repellent containing DEET. When possible, wear long sleeve shirts and pants. And remove standing water around your home where mosquitoes breed. Anyone can become infected, but if you're over 50, you're at higher risk for severe disease or even death from West Nile virus. Remember, the best defense comes from things you can do yourself. Fight the bite. Tell mosquitoes to buzz off. This is high school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to basketball night in West Virginia with James Collier, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 9.34 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, and Bill Cornwell with you. Happy to have you on this first Show of the season, the 2016-2017 basketball season. We started the show in 2013, and we're about to cover the 2017 state championships this year. Senior season, like you said. Yeah, but again, <laughs> no eligibility limits. We don't plan on going anywhere for a, for a while still. We'll get you a full scoreboard update in just a moment, but 
before we do that, I want to go to the phones and Jamie Lamaster, the head coach of the George Washington girls basketball team. He joins us on the program and coach, welcome to another edition of basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Gentlemen, thank you for taking the call. I tell you what, I'm just have one question. Football season finally over. <laughs> See, that's waiting, man. That's what I like about basketball coaches is that for most people, like, oh, man, football season, you know, I can't believe it's already over. Basketball coaches are like, thank goodness, <laughs> finally. Uh, <laughs> Up in their hand in the air, yeah. Yeah, and uh, George Washington, uh, the Lady Patriots, uh, obviously a, a good program over the course of time. And um, 1-0 start to the season. And uh, Coach LeMaster, tell me a little bit about your ball club coming into this year. Well, I, I was listening to the show earlier, and I heard you guys say, you know, it's the first show, first game, and we had our first game last night against a very good Ripley team, and just like you guys, uh, we missed 48 shots last night. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, we were, we were 20 for 60, uh, 20 for uh, 48, so uh, you miss that many shots and uh, still get a chance to win the ball game, you know, get those first game jitters out, but it was opening night for us at home, and Played Ripley, and, uh, you know, it was one of those deals where, you know, Ripley, uh, that was uh, coming in, that was their fourth game. They got under their belt, and we were in game one. So, uh, you know, it was – we trailed a lot of the game, and uh, in the third quarter I lost lost my big kid, Shy Banks. Uh, She had a little muscle tweak there, and uh, we had to find a way to win without her. But uh, the silver lining was there that uh, we were able to pull it out and, you know, end up earning a win in the end. And coach, now you you have some more time off, and uh, and I know sometimes you you get some say in your schedule, sometimes you don't. But next scheduled game that that we have, we're incorrect me if I'm wrong, because we're still working on getting all these schedules worked out. And coaches are too, but uh, the fifteenth, which is you know a week from yesterday, so it'll be next Thursday night um, at home against Riverside, correct? Uh, well, that it is Riverside, but we moved the game back to Tuesday. Uh, Riverside gave us a call and asked us to change the game, and uh, we settled on this coming Tuesday. So uh, we'll play Riverside at home uh, on uh, this coming Tuesday. A little bit less of a break okay. then, but but nonetheless, still just some some gaps early on in in your uh, season. Is that something that, as a coach, that you prefer? No preference, because um, it's kind of like you're easing your way into this season. Well, the last couple of years we played in Coach Marone's tournament. Uh, we went down and uh, played in his tournament, and that got us some early non-conference look. And uh, this year, um, I, uh, we set on a schedule to use our non-conference. Uh, we're going to do a couple things. One, we're going to um, play uh, down in Charleston, South Carolina on the 26th, 27th, and 28th at the Carolina Invitational. And um, we're going to play Willing Park in the shootout at the Big House. And uh, we're going to play Greenbrier East, a non-conference game. And uh, So it was just a deal where the early season didn't work out, but personally, I didn't like it. Um, I would have liked to have kind of gotten going a little bit sooner, you know, just for the kids. Because, you know, we're out there scrimmaging and playing each other and doing things and the scores are going on, the papers are writing things, and we're just kind of itching to play a little bit. So I'm, I'm glad we got that first game in and was able to earn the win and just move forward from there. Jamie, uh, the changes in the MSAC uh, obviously had to 
bring some changes on your scheduling. Uh, was it a challenge or an opportunity? How did you look at that as far as uh, where you had some teams uh, having to leave the MSAC because of changes in classification? Uh, we lost a couple games. The MSAC has chosen this year to go back to an east-west division, and, of course, we're in the east, and the format this year is we'll play each team in the east division twice, meaning we'll play Parkersburg twice, Ripley twice, Capital twice, Riverside twice, Woodrow twice, and then you draw two uh, random draw teams out of the west for conference, and this year I drew St. Albans and Spring Valley are my two out of the west this year. And that's pretty a good challenge because Spring Valley's pretty good. Saint, we know uh, Coach James has got a good team. Well, I tell you what, if you, you were talking about sectional realignments, if you take a look at that, uh, according to the uh, coaches poll and the AP poll, you're looking at teams uh, numbers uh, three, four, and five sitting in the same section, being South Charleston three, uh, GW four, and uh, St. Albans uh, at five. So that's a uh, that's a challenge. I mean, you get in that sectional game, and if you end up that two three game, you could be eliminated night one. So that's a that's a challenge. Absolutely, and Coach Lamaster, we know that you're uh, one of our loyal listeners and viewers of the program. We greatly appreciate that, and we wish you and the Lady Patriots the best of luck this year. Well, guys, I tell you what, I've had a countdown clock on, <laughs> and I was amped up all day today just dying to get home from 9 o'clock. But, again, I appreciate everything you guys do and the way you guys cover the sport. It's just, it's just great for basketball. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. That's Jamie Lamaster, head coach of the George Washington Lady Patriots. Let's go right back to the phone lines. We mentioned one of our new affiliates, WRNR, AM and FM, in Martinsburg. Matt Miller joins us now. and. Uh, I, I want to tell a story first. It was about 2010. I received a phone call from from Matt Miller asking if I would be interested in uh, calling a few little league 11 and 12 year old state tournament games for Jefferson County Little League for WR and R uh, when they played in the uh, Huntington area in their state tournament. That team made it to the state. Um, semifinal, I believe. Uh, yes, yeah, semifinal lost to Bridgeport on a walk-off home run. But most of those kids were on a AAA state championship team from last year, including Paul Witt. I remember some of those names just, just vividly. Matt Miller joins us now. Matt, good to have you now as part of our family. Hey, thank you. It's good to talk with you, and thank you for that fine coverage there in 2010. Hey, six years later, you know, well, almost seven now, right? But uh, I'll still be available this spring. But nonetheless, uh, uh, Matt, first, uh, glad to have you along. And uh, your station is one of the, if not the, premier sports stations across the mountain state. I know when I was at WMUL, student station at Marshall University, where this broadcast emanates from, we just could not crack. WRNR for the Associated Press uh, best, uh, most outstanding sports operation. WRNR was always the one that beat us. So we're happy to just join you now because we've given up on trying to trying to win that. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, we, we know we've got loyal sports fans here in the panhandle that love their high school sports. Uh, we've got Shepherd University nearby and a lot of Shepherd fans, so we try to pick up their games as well. And as close as we are to that Washington, D.C. market, an opportunity for us to be involved really with all four of the major teams there in the Capitals, Wizards playing right now, the Redskins as well, the Nationals. And so it keeps us pretty busy, that's for sure. 
We've also got no excuse now for uh, Rick Kozlowski not to tune in. That's always a running joke. He's been <laughs> someone who's been a, a loyal caller to us over the entire duration of, of our program. But uh, the schools in the uh, Martinsburg area, you're talking obviously Martinsburg, Hedgesville, Spring Mills, Washington High School, um, Musselman just down the road. I think there's a, there are a lot of uh, high expectations for uh, – especially for Martinsburg in the preseason this year. Musselman as well has a pretty uh, good uh, nucleus coming into this year as well. And, um, Matt, it's been a while for a boys' basketball program from the Eastern Panhandle to return with a state championship. And I know as much success as the Panhandle schools are having in the other sports, used to there was more success in basketball than the other sports. It's almost kind of reversed, even as the population has continued to increase in the Eastern Panhandle. Well, and what's been fascinating for us here is that, you know, some of that really has been, you know, the the teams kind of beating up on each other, if you will. Um, You could add Jefferson into that mix as well. The six schools here in the area a few seasons back created what they call the EPAC or the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. And so, you know, throughout the regular season and then getting into the sectional tournament, you know, there have been some times where you watch these teams play and feel like, you know, this is a team that certainly could be deserving of going further in the postseason, but because the other teams around them have played so well, you know, you're seeing those teams getting knocked out in the sectional tournament or even in the regional tournament. So uh, hopefully uh, there'll be some good things ahead this season. I know Hedgesville got off to a good start with a win earlier this week. Uh, Head coach Kelly Church loves to play that first game of the year. They play actually, uh, the game was scheduled at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. The uh, team was a little late in arriving, so I think the opening tip came at around 1.50, and uh, the student body comes to watch, and, you know, they get a chance to really be the first team on the floor in the state of West Virginia with the goal of getting to that state championship and also playing the last game in the state of West Virginia. So uh, they got off to a pretty good start. Martinsburg actually is not opening until next Wednesday, and I think part of that is uh, the idea that that football program could have a pretty good year and with a lot of players that will be participating in basketball now coming out of football, I think Martinsburg scheduled with the idea that they needed a little extra time. Matt Miller of WRNR in Martinsburg, one of our new affiliates and a, a new member of the Fast Break Sports Network family. We thank you for calling. We thank you for allowing us to uh, have some time on your station, and we hope that uh, you guys enjoy the program. Yeah, we uh, we will look forward to it. I've been listening online here a little bit this evening. We'll have you guys on the air for the first time with us next Friday night, and uh, certainly looking forward to that and uh, being able to contribute a little bit and keep you up to date on what's happening up here. All right. Thank you very much. That's Matt Miller, WRNR. We promised you a scoreboard. We'll get it for you right after the break. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. My name is Tim Lovett, and this is my American story. When I was in Iraq, basically a suicide bomber came up and and tried to blow our truck up, and so I came back and kind of uh, uh, had a difficult time transitioning. I saw what the other guys were going through, and I wanted to try to make that a little bit better 
One of the biggest difficulties that vets are having is, is when we're in the military, everything is a one-stop shop. What Vet Corps is trying to do is we're trying to strategically place people who've been there, been through that transition and can directly relate to these individuals coming back. These men and women have sacrificed a lot and have gone through a lot, and they're going to continue to go through a lot because a lot of times we can't make it on our own. We need help. Every one of us has a role to play in making our communities and our country stronger. Discover yours. Help us continue to make a difference in the life of our nation. Go to serve.gov and find the opportunity that works for you. This message is brought to you by the Corporation for National and Community Service. Hey, Chris, late for swim practice, no? Uh, I decided it wasn't really my thing. But you liked swimming, and with your grades down last semester, at least it could help with college. Oh, some kid, Frank, came by. I knocked on your door, but you didn't answer. Hey, where are your new sneakers? Oh, I forgot them at school. Well, you seem to be forgetting a lot lately. The signs are there. So is our help. For advice on coping with teen drug use, visit the partnership at drugfree.org. We all share a common journey. We wanted to serve our country and protect the things we love. But for some of us, coming home was more of a challenge than we expected. In the service, we had each other's backs. But as veterans, it can sometimes feel like we're all alone. For confidential support, call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat at VeteransCrisisLine.net or text 838-255. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out BasketballNight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Coach Rick Marone, James Collier, and Ryan Epling. 9.49 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The premiere episode of what we think is the premiere basketball talk show in the Mountain State. There's a little back padding for you. Yep. Not, don't hurt yourself throwing your shoulder out oh, trying to yeah. <laughs> pat yourself on the back. But we promised a scoreboard. We had to delay it a little bit there to, to get those calls in our last segment. Let's get you to the scores right now. Coach Marone, take us away. All righty. Looking for scores. Look no more. Here's your basketballnight.com scoreboard update. We're going to start with the guys this time. We've got a lot of scores rolling in. And there we go. We fooled them. <laughs> That was called a tease, and we got you hooked right there. University, the Hawks, break the century mark, 103-33 to over Preston. Hedgesville, 46, Seed Academy, 22. The Musselman-Appleman, a big win over Hurricane, 67-44. to Ripley takes down Grafton, 86-34 to in that one. The East Fairmont B, 73, Kaiser, 62. Fairmont Senior, 66, Ambassador Christian, 50. Parkersburg Catholic, the Crusaders, 60. Liberty Harrison, 43. Westside, in a barn burner, a classic. They get a 66-64 win over Pikeview tonight. Big win for Westside. Polka, the dots, in front of a packed house in Nitro. They get a 70-51 win over the Wildcats. Again, Coach McKillop from Davidson there taking in the festivities. Big win. And Frampton with 31 points and 14 rebounds for Polka. The Logan Wildcats under their new coach, Zach Green, 79-42 winners over Scott. IDEA Public Charter School, 74, R.C. Bird, 52. And the Cameron Dragons get a 65-48 win over Tyler Consolidated. Also in boys' action tonight, Greenbrier East 
The new governor puts up 108 points on the Lumberjacks from Richwood, 108 to 61 in that one. Independence 60 to 39 win over Greenbrier West. Williamstown 76, Calhoun County 48. The Red Devils fall to Williamstown. Ravenswood Red Devils, on the other hand, 100 to 50 over Ritchie County. They get a big win over the Rebels. On the girls' side of things tonight, starting right at the top, Preston County 60, Musselman 44. Cabell Midland gets a 46-31 win over Chapmanville. That's part of the Rogers Oil Tournament in Summers County. Martinsburg, the Lady Bulldogs, 69-47 winner over Southern Garrett. 49-37, Philip Barber, the Colts, get a big win over Clay Battelle. Also tonight, Clay County falls to Wheeling Central, 71-48 the final. But Maroon Knights get the win there. The Blue Devils from St. Mary's, 52-37. Howard Meeks' club gets a 15-point win over Tyler Consolidated. The Yellow Jackets of Moorfield, 50-42 winners over East Hardy. Union Tigers and the Turkey Foot Valley Rams, 27. 60-27 Union gets the win in that one. Such a missed opportunity for a nickname A perfect opportunity gone awry in that one for Turkey Foot. The Union Tigers again, 60-27 over Turkey Foot Valley. Valley Fayette, the Greyhounds fall, 48-29 to Independence. Roan County, the Lady Raiders, 72-36 winners over Webster County. Summers County, the Bobcats under new coach Sarah Blevins, 92-40 winners over Pocahontas County. That's the first round of the Rogers Oil Tournament in Summers County. And I tell you what, a bit of an upset here, Ryan Poca, 59-48 winners over Williamstown. That's a big win. For Coach Kenny Sayer and his dots, they took a tough loss to Winfield earlier this week, but they bounced back with a big win over Williamstown, and that's a look at your Basketball Friday Night scoreboard update. You mentioned the Richwood-Greenbrier-East game, and that takes us back to something that affected a lot of people throughout the state of West Virginia. June twenty third, 2016 will be a day that a lot of folks in the Mountain State will remember with uh, sadness and uh, floods sweeping through uh, through the Elk River area, then destroying Herbert Hoover High School, um, sweeping through Richwood in Nicholas County, sweeping through Raynell in Greenbrier County, and, and several um, deaths because of, of that and, and so much extensive damage as well to schools, to communities, to homes, many of which have still not been completely rebuilt now that we're into what is the coldest day since then in this area. Um, I know that the Red Cross was, was stepping in again and helping out, and it's not often that they are put into a situation of assisting flood victims six months almost after the flood but the the, the damage so extensive on, along the elk river and then down through uh nicholas and greenbrier counties as well and guys it's been a long time but if you're listening in those areas we haven't forgot about you we've been thinking about you the, uh, the entire time and i know that uh the schools that we are all associated with in one way or another have all tried to to lend a helping hand and it's extensive and it's expensive, but yep. it's extensive, uh, the, the damage that's been done. So you just mentioned Richwood there. And I remember their gym was heavily damaged, but Jim Justice helped with a, a group that he helps um, fundraise with. It was able to go in and rebuild like, and repair that gym, but then Herbert Hoover, I mean, that school's going to be demolished, haven't been able to have a day of school inside that building having to do half days with clendenin middle school um you know bridge 
Elementary was also damaged in Kanawha County up on the Elk River and, and such a hard time for those folks. And uh, again, we haven't forgot you. Our thoughts and uh, prayers have been with you. It was such a miracle and just inspiring when those schools got back on the athletic fields this past fall. And it continues as they get back on the hardwood for the winter. And you know, sometimes, again, we, we get our bubble sometimes where what's, what we don't see, we don't put a lot of thought into. That's natural, especially now in this technology age where people are just, you know, click of a button away from, from communicating and you don't necessarily see you're, and go through. You're numb to things. Yes. You're really numb. And uh, so Richwood just being able to play is a victory. Herbert Hoover being able to play is a victory. Clay County was also affected by the flooding. Being able to play was a victory. And, and, and I, you know, sometimes we like to, you have to kind of make light of a difficult situation. And, and, and with what was involved, there was nothing necessarily lighthearted. But I, I had to kind of smile. If you'll remember uh, West Virginia natives Nick Saban, football coach at Alabama, Jimbo Fisher, football coach at Florida State, both sent up some donations. And I remember seeing a Nike cleat specially made for Florida State University that was a size 19 that was shipped to Clay <laughs> County. It didn't get use out of it, but, you know, it would make a good trophy, if nothing else. It's just the thought. And, and I tell you what, uh, through that tragedy, and I think you hit it on the head, run. we have not forgotten. People are still in the process of trying to rebuild what they can, and uh, some have lost things. Obviously, as you mentioned, the loss of life and the things that can't be replaced. So our thoughts and prayers go out to them. And as you mentioned, a lot of people rally around the opportunity to help, and West Virginia is a great place about people helping each other. And um, it's been a situation where we've had to uh, – had to demonstrate that, and it's unfortunate that we've had to. But again, you know, there's there's been a lot of pride from the communities of trying to help. And and, I, and again, I know there are still some folks that are that don't have a permanent structure to live in even now. That are still working their way through it. And um, all I can say is, uh, if 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 you can, that would be something to look into to see what you can do to help because there are still needs in those areas that need to be taken care of. But we've got a lot more coming up. In the fastest three hours of radio here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, we'll have another scoreboard update. We'll go back to the phone lines as well when the show continues right after this. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. My name is Tamara Anthony, and this is my American story. I am a St. Louis AmeriCorps member on the education team. I tutor at elementary schools. Her name is Janaya, and when I met her, she was five years old, and she knew three letters, J-X-B. This kid is wonderful. Her spirit is just, just radiating. She's just awesome. But how did she slip through the cracks? And I just started working with him. And by the end of the year, Janiah was reading like a pro. It is my life's purpose to serve. If you're not helping somebody else, you're doing a huge disservice to the rest of the universe. Every one of us has a role to play in making our communities and our country stronger. Discover yours. Help us continue to make a difference in the life of our nation. Go to serve.gov and find the opportunity that works for you. 
This message is brought to you by the Corporation for National and Community Service. Did you know that many people who are infected with STDs show no symptoms? When left untreated, STDs can spread back and forth between partners. If your partner has recently been diagnosed with an STD, make sure you get tested too. Talk with your healthcare provider about STDs and testing. Visit gytnow.org to find an STD testing location near you. Remember, all STDs are treatable and most are curable. A message from CDC. STDs often have no symptoms, but if left untreated, they can lead to serious health problems, especially for young women. Every year in the U.S., about 24,000 women become infertile from untreated STDs, which means they may never be able to have kids. It's important to get tested regularly. All STDs are treatable. Many are curable. GYT, get yourself tested. Go to gytnow.org to find a testing center near you. A message from CDC. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. And we welcome you back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, Hour 2. We're with you till midnight all across the Fast Break Sports Network. I'm Ryan Epling along with Tulsa Lady Rebels coach Rick Marone and Bill Cornwell. I like how we just say, and Bill Cornwell. (laughs) Bill Cornwell, um, numerous roles. Yeah. Um, Help me out here. Okay, well, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know where to start. I work for, I work for Kendrick Communications, involved with the uh, morning show on the dog radio station. I'm the PA voice at uh, Jones Edwards Stadium, PA voice for Marshall Volleyball. I work with Steve Cotton a bit on the uh, Marshall IMG radio network. And I've been involved with uh, Spring Valley as far as uh, radio and PA work. Like I said, I didn't know where to start. <laughs> Where do you start with that? You right? can't get your arms around that. It's no. just, it's just bunch too much. Stuff. Bunch of stuff. <laughs> and Bill, and, and trust me, because I, I, in my daily job, I work an overnight shift as well. It's it's really late. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or in our case, it's actually kind of early. Got got a few other irons in the fire too. So yeah, it's so. Uh, uh, Sleep's going to be good tonight, Nate. I don't know if you have to work tonight. but No, uh, I don't have to work good. tonight. No. Sleep will be good. No, I get the Saturday between Christmas and New Year's, Tur- though. <laughs> Turn up the fire and let's go to bed. You know? uh, uh, it's going to be good. Uh, it's going to be a good one. But uh, nonetheless, 10 2 on this basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Again, happy to have you along. And uh, the phone number, if you want to give us a call, again, we want to remind you it is a brand-new number. We cannot give this out enough tonight. one eight five five seven eight hoops That is one eight five five seven eight four. Six six seven seven, um, and again, our, our good buddy James Collier, who was a, an instrumental part of this show for the first three years, now with a full time uh, position where he calls high school basketball in Kentucky. So he will not be able to join us in studio throughout the duration of this year. But uh, again, 
Many thanks to him. Usually, see, that's where we're different. We are so different from other other outlets and, and other shows and so forth where people just tend to disappear and you just never hear why or know what happened. And, like, we're on good terms. We're all, you know, and so we're all friends here. So um, that, that that's what happens with that. And we just wanted to explain it, not just leave you hanging while, you're, while you hear that James Collier's here on some of the intros occasionally. We'll phase that out. About the time James comes back, probably. But uh, nonetheless, that's just how it works. But, uh, again, um, first Friday night with boys basketball action in the state of West Virginia. Uh, Girls, this is uh, their second week of play. And some games of note that were not played tonight. We'll get a scoreboard in just a moment. I know we just got had one, but we'll we'll do another one to get back on track here in just a moment. But uh, some games that were played over the course of the past week. Morgantown's girls, three-time reigning state champions, opened with a loss last Friday night to Fairmont Senior, 69-45, and then followed that up with a 68-46 loss to reigning AA state champion Wyoming East. There's more to the story with Wyoming East and their girls as well, and we'll, we'll touch on that more in a moment. Also, a big game in boys basketball last night where it was the Wheeling Central Maroon Knights getting a win over Notre Dame. Notre Dame led by Marshall University basketball signee Jared West, the son of WVU, former WVU basketball player Jared West. So uh, it's interesting that, that how that dynamic worked out, but uh, they fall to Wheeling Central in a great game. That was a game that uh, Notre Dame led through much of the first half, and from from folks who uh, have have followed who were in attendance said that you know Notre Dame looked great in the first half, and Wheeling Central looked great in the second half, and ended up being a game that went right down to the wire. And in some ways, they kind of they kind of beat each other up in each half, but it ended up a two-point game, Wheeling Central getting that win 64-62 last night, the Maroon Knights uh, get the win over Notre Dame. So there's a, a little bit of a backstory into to some of the early season games that have been going on as well throughout the course of the year. Well, and you mentioned uh, Morgantown, and of course, three-time defending champion. Uh, Coach White does a great job up there, but uh, – we were talking before the broadcast tonight, and he's such a great uh, contributor to the program, and we'll hope to catch up with him soon as well. But, you know, that's the the great thing about high school sports is, uh, you know, you can uh, have your run, and uh, and then, uh, you know, you've got to kind of retool a little bit. And uh, i tell you what a great event uh, put up there. Uh, Coach Hines put on up at uh, Fairmont. And, uh, you know, they had, I think, the number one and number two in both the double A and single A, and they cross-matched to where they – man, you had two tough battles. Huntington High come out of their unscathed. And I tell you, a lot of kudos to them, but uh, uh, Morgantown, not so, not so lucky. And then Huntington's girls, who had two impressive wins, yep. one over Wyoming East and then another over Lincoln up there in Fairmont, they lose to Parkersburg South. A team that was expected to be uh, kind of on the rebound, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, Coach Stevens, of course, a longtime coach there, uh, uh, left and pursued other avenues. I think he's his daughter's assistant now. That's probably an interesting dynamic there uh, in the conference. But, uh, but yeah, then Huntington uh, falls a uh, bill in that game. And we talked about the sorting out process. But I tell you what, I take my hat off to these teams that really step up and play these type of games early in the season to really test your mettle in the early going. Uh, Coach Lucas from Huntington, I think, has 
a uh, few holes that he's having to work through. I mean, he had some uh, some key people graduate last year, so especially some of the uh, the talent in the middle. Of course, he he has one of the best players in the state, Jordan Dawson, who's already signed to play with the Xavier Musketeers. But uh, uh, they're working through through things in Huntington High, but they're going to be pretty doggone good uh, as the season goes on. They'll be tough come February, March. And Huntington's boys team also with a, a lot to replace when you talk about Tavian Dunmartin who won the Evans Award last year as the State Player of the Year currently at the University of Akron um, yeah and then it's just they, ha- they open up uh, against Fairland, Ohio tomorrow um, at Fairland over in Proctorville, Ohio yeah. So uh, that's, I mean, that's just across the bridge. That's that's a shorter trip for them than Cabell Midland is. That's one of those uh, one-day classics, too. Uh, yes, and that and that'll be something that will be uh, interesting to follow. But uh, we need to give you a scoreboard update. I'll do that for you right now. Looking for scores? Look no more. Visit basketballnight.com. Boys basketball action tonight. University defeats Preston 103 to 33. The Hawks reach triple digits in a 70 point victory. Hedgesville goes to 2 0 as the Eagles beat Seed Academy 46 22. It was Musselman defeating Hurricane tonight 67 44. Those are two schools that just don't cross paths in a regular season very often. They did tonight, though. And the Appleman get the impressive 23 point win over Hurricane. Hurricane had actually just played last night at St. Albans. Ripley defeats Grafton. 86-34 the final. That was in the Sam Board consolation game at Grafton. That's a correction of a final score we gave you earlier. Again, it was Ripley getting the 86-34 win. Also in boys basketball tonight, it was Frankfurt defeating Northern Garrett, Maryland 66-42. East Fairmont is now 2-0 as the Bees beat Kaiser 73-62 Golden Tornado fall in their season opener. Fairmont Senior, the reigning state champions, beat Ambassador Christian Academy tonight out of Williamson, 66-50. It was Parkersburg Catholic. The Crusaders beat the Liberty Harrison Mountaineers, 60-43. The Westside Renegades go to overtime to defeat Pikeview tonight. Season opener for both teams. Westside gets the win, 66-64. Shady Spring Gets a win in its season opener. They defeat Liberty Raleigh tonight, 70-35. to 31 points, 14 rebounds for Luke Frampton in front of his future college head coach, Bob McKillop, and the Davidson Wildcats, who came up to see their game tonight. The Dots get the win over a rival, now double-A conference rival Nitro, 70-51. to Poco with the 19-point win. Logan. Defeat Scott tonight, 79-42. It was Idea Public Charter School out of Washington, D.C., defeating Robert C. Bird, 74-52. That game at Fairmont Senior tonight. Cameron defeats Tyler Consolidated, 65-48. The Colts of Philip Barber are 1-0 after a 54-25 win over Doddridge County. It was Greenbrier East defeating Richwood tonight, 108-61. Independence, a 60-39 winner over Greenbrier West. Greenbrier West, another school that was affected by those floods. Williamstown defeats Calhoun County tonight. The Yellow Jackets get the win, 76-48. Ravenswood doubles up Ritchie County, and the Red Devils hit 100. 100-50, the final score in that one tonight. 
moving to girls action tonight in the Mountain State. It was Preston defeating Musselman 60-44. Cabell Midland beats Chapmanville Regional 46-31. That was in the Rogers Oil Tournament. Also in the Rogers Oil Tournament, Summers County defeats Pocahontas County 92-40. 52-point win at home for the Bobcats. It was Martinsburg defeating Southern Garrett, Maryland, 69-47. Philip Barber beats Clay Battelle, 49-37. Fairmont Senior defeats Lewis County, 68-41. Wheeling Central, a 71-48 win over Clay County. That was in the Williamstown tournament tonight. St. Mary's defeats Tyler Consolidated, 52-37. Also tonight, it was Moorefield over East Hardy. Battle for Hardy County. Moorefield gets the win, 50-42. Union defeats Turkey Foot Valley out of Pennsylvania, 60-27. The Independence Patriots defeat Valley Fayette tonight, 48-29. Roan County over Webster County. Final score in that one, 72-36. The Raiders double up the Highlanders. And again tonight, Polka defeats Williamstown. The Dots get the win, 59-48. And Rufus King, Wisconsin, out of Milwaukee, defeats Huntington St. Joe 78-69 in the She Got Game Classic in Washington, D.C. That is a check of your basketballnight.com scoreboard. We're going right to the phone lines right now. Tom Bragg, Charleston Gazette Mail. He was at the Nitro Polka game tonight. And Tom, Luke Frampton doing what Luke Frampton does, putting up big numbers. But tonight, a little bit of a different atmosphere for Polka. It's a conference game with Nitro with a new coach for the first time in ages with the uh, retirement of Alan Osborne and after Elijah Cuffey transferred to Liberty Christian Academy. Yeah, it was kind of a, a weird look seeing no Elijah Cuffey on the court and no Alan Osborne on the sideline for Polka tonight. But as you mentioned, first game for, for new coach Derek Ragel. He's a guy I've known, gosh, since you know, undergrad and college, good dude. Uh, he's coached a whole bunch of things. He's been an assistant at Polka for a long time, so I was glad to kind of see him get the reins there. But you mentioned Luke Frampton. Wow, that's a, a pretty solid debut from him tonight, 31-14. and 14. And with Coach McKillop there from Davidson and Luke Frampton having already signed a national letter of intent with the Wildcats, he will join that program next year. And Did you see any smiles from Coach McKillop tonight, maybe? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I was just going to say, did you see any smiles from Coach McKillop from Davidson who was at the game watching Luke Frampton tonight? Oh, yeah, I saw a lot of smiles from him. <laughs> a couple feet down from me. Uh, he, uh, I tell you, you know, the points were, were one thing, but but he perked right up because Frampton was all over the place. He was making steals. I'm not sure exactly how many he had. But everything that went right for Polka, most of it came from Luke Frampton in one way or another. And, and man, just rebound. He was all over the place on the boards tonight. It was really a well-rounded game from him. I know scoring points gets a lot of the, the headlines in the ink, but he was great all over. Offense, defense, on the glass, it was great. And tonight, Polka, though, uh, you know, remember last year losing to Fairmont Senior. That was the first in-state loss in two years for the Dots, and that happened in the AA State Championship game. And we mentioned the transition for that program, and uh, that's not the only one making a transition. though. Nitro, and I know that's one that's near and dear to your heart, and I know you're an unbiased sports writer, <laughs> but still, um, moving down to uh, Double A, also uh, 
I said that 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 kind of changes the dynamics of that rivalry of those two schools that if you stood on top of one you could almost see the other yeah if not for some some trees and some buildings i think you could probably just draw a line between the two because you mentioned you know my ties to nitro having grown up in cross lanes and gone to nitro these two schools didn't play in anything when i when i was in school and that kind of goes back to a thing that happened in the 90s in a football game with the guy who's the principal at nitro now jason redmond go figure <laughs> But, but, yeah, since these teams have started playing again, it, it's become a, a big game, not just for the kids, but for the, the communities and the fans and the parents and the alumni that have, you know, grew up with this game and then had to, to not see it there for, for almost a decade. And, Tom, I know but newspaper. A conference game. Oh, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, Tom, I know. It's a conference game, and they're both double-A games. You know, it's it, it just off the charts as far as how – into it, all the fans were for this. Especially for a, a season opener for the Dots as well. And, and Tom, I know the newspaper deadlines wait for no one. So, no, sir. No, they do not. So, uh, <laughs> we appreciate you calling. We'll let you go. and uh, Let's make this regular every Friday night. What do you say? All right. We'll see what we can do, bud. All right. That's Tom Bragg. Charleston is that male. He was at the Nitro Polka game tonight. The Dots get the win over the Wildcats in boys basketball. Actually, we got to step aside and take a break. Guess who's on hold, guys? <laughs> tweet, tweet. Our uh, resident referee, yes, Bo Anderson. The Iron Man. We've got some questions we for Bo. We do. We'll talk with Bo Anderson when we come back on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. My name is Richard Washington, and this is My American Story. I see a great need in my community. I live in Harlem, and I watch the children as they go along. I see a lot of issues that they have to deal with. I work with children who are on probation, and that's the population that I'm interested in focusing on because I think there's a great need for them to have someone in their corner. I think retired people have a lot to offer because we have life experience, we have work experience. Very often we've raised our children already. And so we have those insights that we can bring to the table. And we have the flexibility of working in an area that we choose. Every one of us has a role to play in making our communities and our country stronger. Discover yours. Help us continue to make a difference in the life of our nation. Go to serve.gov and find the opportunity that works for you. This message is brought to you by the Corporation for National and Community Service. Here's your cappuccino, miss. Great, thanks. Coffee with cream? Look, almost half of all new STD infections are among young people 15 to 24 years old. Yet most infections have no symptoms. The only way to know for sure is to be tested. So GYT, get yourself tested. Visit GYTnow.org to find an STD testing location near you. A message from CDC. I missed a mortgage payment, but now I'm turning things around. With Sam, I can. Sam is Smart About Money, a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money at samican.org. Business has fallen off at work, but I'm getting prepared for whatever the future holds. With Sam, I can. Get empowered. Reach your financial goals. Visit samican.org.
celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, James Collier, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 10-18 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Season 4, Episode 1. We make it sound like an episode, like it's this really <laughs> scripted out sitcom or something. We're not that entertaining, but... You mean it's not? I mean, it is because it's <laughs> unintentional. It's The unintentional humor that takes place here is just fantastic. But uh, it's something that, again, we celebrate basketball. We do this every Friday night from 9 to midnight. From tonight through semifinal Friday of the Boys State Tournament. 15 weeks from now. And it right. goes quick. Actually, I think it's 14 weeks. It goes right quick, too. It I does, tell you, does. once you get going, uh, uh, it's kind of like football. We talk about this a lot of times uh, during football. You build up to it, and it's like jumping on a roller coaster, and before you know it, uh, we're heading down the home stretch. And we we just keep moving right along. You know who else it, it just it just was ready to go for basketball season? Our resident referee. He's been counting the hours down to get back with us. And he is with us now. Bo Anderson joins us on the program. That's right. Still has his own theme music. Him and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I mean, you know, right. Uh, me and Bill have no intro music. No, we're just happy. You're you have here, no mate. intro music. And next is going to be uh, Bo Anderson merchandise. Just like, <laughs> what if we could sell that? Hey guys, I tell you what, the introduction to music from Ron and Billy be a tea. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on, Bo. It's week one. We don't need you teeing anybody up yet. I think James Collier got ejected last year from the set. Well, well, you know what? I've got a quiz question for you guys. Uh oh. Who was the last? Who was the last person you talked to on the show last year? It's Bo Anderson, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. You got you got it right. I was hoping to be first tonight, but I know I'd get put on hold. Or <laughs> Some traditions will never go away. And uh, Bo Anderson, though, we we, we obviously we got to start with with question one of the new year. This is the question that comes up every year. Any points of emphasis for this season for basketball officials across the uh, well, actually across the country, but across the state. Well, the only thing that's really new for us, um, and actually it's really not new, somewhere somebody figured out in the rule book that uh, on free throws, uh, someone figured out in a Mark Lane space that it didn't say they could not enter the semicircle. It just said they couldn't step behind the line until the ball hit the rim to block the shooter out. So they had to add the semicircle in there. So no one's allowed to enter the semicircle or back out and block the shooter out so the ball hits the rim. Uh, you know, so really it was pretty much um, just a, a key wording that needed to be changed. Uh, the other thing, the only other really change that we have is when a player is uh, disqualified, whether by foul out or ejection, or if they're directed to leave the game for uh, not wearing their jerseys properly or something of that nature, uh, now they only have 15 seconds total to replace that player. So as soon as you tell the coach, coach, that's five fouls on that player, when you tell the timer to start the 15 seconds, that timer is supposed to immediately hit the horn 
to let you know from that horn you got 15 seconds and then obviously when the 15 seconds is over another horn hits um other than that they really didn't fool with the whole lot um they pretty much left stuff alone you know there's always some points of emphasis uh, a couple of things being timeouts um you know just some stuff to touch on but those are really the only two total rule changes they did go with uh the tights, uh, you know, the under, the underpants, uh, the tights being the same color as the uh, wristbands and the headbands, which should either be the same color as the uniform. You know, we, we're still fashion police. <laughs> so that. And, uh, you know, that's, I mean, it's, it's, that's something that, I, you know, it doesn't make any difference of the ball going in the hole or not, but yet we got to do it because, you know, they don't want walking billboards out there and, and things like that. But most of the stuff, there's no real change. Uh, that's that's basically the major changes. It's minor stuff, but nothing that no one would really pay any attention to. See, we you have that uniform situation to deal with, but to me, as someone who you know watches state tournament games and just watches games throughout the course of the year, why can't they make the numbers have to be a different color from the uniform? That way you just don't have those little thin outlines and no one yeah. can see a number. Well, you know, they could they could do some other stuff to change Federation Cut. Of course, they're always making changes and things happen. Um, the hardest one, the two hardest things early in the year especially, um, is getting everyone to get their jewelry off. Uh, they're not allowed to wear jewelry. They're not even allowed to warm up with jewelry. And I've already had to send someone off the floor to go take their jewelry off during warm-ups. And the other tough one that nobody seems to understand is if you're going to wear an undershirt, it's got to be the same color as the predominant color of the jersey. You can't wear a green jersey and a white undershirt. And it just, every year... Uh, it amazes me how that, even though it's been in the book for years now, how it doesn't, you know, we have to police that. And, um, again, it doesn't have anything to do with the ball going in the hoop. But, again, like I said, the fashion police has to get out and get going and, uh, you know, make things right. And, you know, because sometimes teams get by with it and then they get to the state tournament and everybody's making them peel all kinds of stuff off there. And, uh, you know, it should have been happening all year long. So, uh, you know, sometimes it, that's one of those things. But, yeah, you know, some of them have those white numbers on their jerseys. And, you know, that that, that, that could uh, have a little bit of a, a change to wording in that, too. But, you know, we, we just have to uh, live with uh, what is there. Bo, I want to talk a little bit about officiating personnel, and you've been, you've, you're such a veteran, and you've mentored a lot of young officials over the years. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of uh, new faces on the courts at a lot of the varsity games. Uh, you know, talk about uh, kind of the upcoming crop of some of the the younger officials that uh, that you're working with, and that are kind of working in uh, some of the areas that you work. Well, of course, uh, you know, I, uh, Bill, that's a, that's a good thing to talk about. I, I teach the class. Me and uh, another guy teach the class together. And uh, we teach a 39-hour course. And uh, we test them at the end. Uh, we get them a couple of scrimmages to work. Um, and 
and it's not Bill and guys. I've talked about this before. Even though we go every Monday and Wednesday for three hours for a solid month and a half, it still doesn't seem like I've covered as much as I would like to. We try to get them as prepared as possible uh, with our guidelines that we have, and. There's some up-and-coming young guys that's going to be pretty good. Uh, unfortunately, we lose a lot. Uh, we lose people every year. And, uh, you know, whether it be they, they don't understand the commitment. I'm not sure if it's good for me to say this, but, you know, this is my 34th year, guys. And I don't know how many how many officials out there that are starting are going to be in 34 years still working. Um, it, you know, it's commitment. Uh, you know, Ryan and introducing me talked about uh, me being ready. I am ready. I, I enjoy the game. I enjoy working the game. I'm ready whenever it comes time for season to start. Uh, but some people, you know, they don't they don't take that kind of grit to it. Plus, they don't understand the meeting requirements, uh, the other requirements that we have outside of the basketball part, and it, it makes it you know really. Um, it makes it difficult to keep people. Actually, I, we looked at our list, man. My partner looked at our list of officials that we've taught, and it was stunning that we've only kept out of all the officials we've taught over the years. The percentage of kept was like at nineteen percent, and I know one stretch we had five years where we taught over fifty people, and none of those are left. And it's just. Um, you know, it, I mean, it's not for everybody. Some people try it, and, you know, do they want all the hassles? Do they want everybody yelling at them? Do they want, no, you know, nobody's uh, nobody's forcing, you know, me to do it. And it becomes where you have to have a passion for it. You have to like it. You have to want to do it. You have to want to do all the other stuff that, that it takes to become an official. And then the next thing you have to do is you have to want to move up the ladder if you want to be really good. I mean... There's a difference in the guys that work the 5:30 games, the ones that work the 7:30 games, and the ones that work the 5:30 games have got to learn to get to that 7:30 point. And um, some have a passion to do it, and some don't. I mean, it's just like players, you know. You, not all the players that you ever have, and I'm sure Rick will chime in. Not all the players he's ever coached really had as much of a passion for it as he does in coaching, and uh, it's frustrating. And it, you know, when it comes to officiating, it's kind of the same way. You know, we're, we're human beings, and and uh, different people have different feelings. All right, well, this is something the more game administration side of things, um, but it's one of the things that I know every official out there deals with. And I, and I, I know I've got Coach Marone here. I'm not pointing him out on this or anything, but um, something that, as someone who has worked at a scorer's table and in multiple levels of basketball that just kind of grates at me a little bit is when a coach starts screaming sub, 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 and then goes and grabs a player and sends them toward the scorer's table, and then they're screaming at the clock operator for, what, for not hitting the horn when no one's there to check in. What is the exact process of this? Because it sounds so simple, but people make it so difficult. I understand, and I'm with you on that. And usually uh, what I do is I'll talk to the coach whenever he – if he's a coach that does that and I've been around it, I will tell the coach, do not do that. Your sub has got to be at the X and checked in properly. And then if it's the opportune time for us to let him in, we'll let him or her in. 
But uh, I know what you're saying, Ryan, and they do do that. And I do try to talk to the coaches in the games I've got where, you know, they'll be yelling sub. I've seen it plenty of times and look around, there's nobody there. and They haven't gotten off the bench. And at that point in time, we're putting the ball in play. Because if they're not there or getting there, you know, we're going to put it in play and play on, and then they're going to have to wait till the next opportunity. And playing again, clock keepers, you know, it is unfair to them. It's unfair to them to uh, be being yelled at when they're doing their proper thing that we've discussed with them in the pregame to do, and that is don't bring us up in until the opportune time and make sure they're at the table checked in properly before you let them in. So, yeah, Ryan, I understand what you're saying on that. I usually try to talk to those coaches that do that. And it's usually not veteran coaches. It's usually new coaches that are excited and, you know, they're in their first games and, you know, they're just like everybody else. They're all nervous and, you know, they, they or they get nervous because their player picks up their fourth foul and they've got to get them out of there, you know. And um, But I understand what you're saying on that, Ryan. Usually I try as an official to talk to them about, hey, you know, don't, don't be yelling sub. Uh, get the sub to the table, and we'll get them in if uh, if they're there. If they're not, sorry. You know, we're going to keep playing. Well, Bo, we always appreciate it. Coach Marone, anything for Bo? No, just uh, glad <laughs> to be back <laughs> and not be teed up. Hey, yeah, I'm glad to be back. So far, I haven't had a team. So, I'm happy. <laughs> uh, so, so Bo's made it a week and a half into the season and hasn't had to tee anyone up yet. So, hey, let's hope it stays that way for everybody involved. <laughs> I, I started, I had a game tonight, obviously, but I started uh, on the 29th. So I've had a few games under my belt already, but everything's been good so far. And uh, I actually uh, saw, I've already seen a, um, a six foot ten freshman. And um, so I've, I've seen a few things already, but you know, nothing major in the game. I'm sure I'll have a couple stories before this season's over for you. Uh, my, the way Bo works, there'll be two stories to tell next week of what just happened uh, in the past of the week. Hey, Bo, we always appreciate your time, and thanks so much for calling. Hey, thanks, guys. I'll be calling you next Friday from somewhere on this earth. <laughs> All right. That's our resident referee, Bo Anderson. And again, and I forgot to mention this, but if anytime you've got rules questions throughout the week, send them to us at hoops underscore roundup. Visit basketballnight.com. Um, you can find information there on how to get in touch with us. And we'll ask Bo. We'll be your liaison to an official who has done this for a long time and has seen pretty much all that there is to be to be witnessed and, and is called a foul on just about everybody who's ever played the game in the state of non-play. But a backstory to Bo, and we won't go into the depth of this, but I actually guarded Bo. We were both in high school at rival schools. I was a year behind Bo. I guarded Bo. I won't tell you how that turned out. Well, one's a coach and one's an official. That's all you need to know, I guess. Take what you will from that. We'll step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll get another check of your basketballnight.com scoreboard. That's when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. My name is Carmelita Limas, and this is my American story. I actually did three years of AmeriCorps, and during that time I was able to work for Habitat for Humanity. When I showed up on the site, there was a hole in the ground, and by the time we left, there was a house, and a woman could 
sweep her floor for the first time and she just started crying and we all hugged her and it was just a moment that is burned in my memory. I encourage everybody to serve because it's just something that will bring light to your life. I don't know how else to explain it. It's a way of connecting to the world and giving back and showing love to people that you don't even know. Every one of us has a role to play in making our communities and our country stronger. Discover yours. Help us continue to make a difference in the life of our nation. Go to serve.gov and find the opportunity that works for you. This message is brought to you by the Corporation for National and Community Service. I got smart about mortgages. Now it's my house I go home to. I got smart about credit cards. Now paper or plastic has a whole new meaning. When it comes to your money, whatever you want to get smart about, you can find it at smartaboutmoney.org. Smartaboutmoney.org is a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money. Smartaboutmoney.org. It's the easy place to start when you want to get smart. Nearly all victims of shaken baby syndrome suffer serious health consequences, and at least one out of every four babies who are violently shaken dies from this form of child abuse. Anyone, from parents to caregivers to bystanders, can do something to help. Tell everyone about the dangers of shaking a baby and what to do if they become angry, frustrated, or upset. Visit www.cdc.gov injury to learn about shaken baby syndrome and ways to prevent it. A message from CDC. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to Basketball Night in West Virginia with James Collier, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 1036 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We're over halfway through this episode, this program already. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's just then, you know, that's just week one, and then next thing it'll be week seven, and then the sectional tournament will begin. It's just like, oh. it'll, it'll snow some in between. That's what happens, but still, just a... Uh, uh, a, a wild uh it's just wild how fast things go and before we do the scoreboard we'll, we'll get we'll get bill cornwell with the scoreboard update in just a moment but uh rick something that we want to talk about i don't want to go too much in depth in it because i i don't have the official confirmation of the extent of it but it's something that that most people are aware of in terms of girls high school basketball wyoming east gabby lapartis junior point guard one of the top players in the state and has been for two years already uh, suffering a knee injury up at Fairmont Senior in, in that uh, classic that they had. I believe it was in their uh, game with Morgantown in which she got hurt. And uh, she hurt. She had a knee injury last year, too, and missed a big chunk of the season. And uh, we don't have anything confirmed yet, but uh, it seems like this one appears to be a little more serious. Yeah, it doesn't look good. And uh, just a tremendous talent. Uh nationally uh, through the AAU circuit and then, of course, the championship that they brought to Wyoming East last year after the year before falling short uh, in the semifinal. And uh, uh, just a great talent. Uh, we hope for the best for her uh, and her family. And, uh, you know, you never know. But like you said, it doesn't look good. Uh, they did uh, go down at Boyd County tonight. We'll get a scoreboard in just a minute. They dropped a game there against a tough Boyd County Lady Lions team. But 
Tell you what, she's one of the marquee players, uh, regardless of class. Uh, she has made her mark uh, on girls' basketball, and I think she'll continue to do that in the future. But like you said, that definitely throws a different spin onto that double-A uh, uh, bracket, which has had a facelift with the classification changes. Well, and, and I want to mention this real quick, too. You mentioned the classification changes. Jumps right in here to my point. And, and people have to trust me on this one. Uh, Coach Marone, your, your ball club at Tulsa drops from double-A to A. But even if you were still in the same division as Wyoming East, you would still want Gabby Lapartis on the floor because yeah, it's good for basketball. I don't think anybody that's a basketball fan would not want her to be playing. Uh, it's just she's fun to watch. She loves the game, and she uh, makes everybody around her better. And to me, that's a sign of great player. Been blessed to have some great players through our program, but when you watch a player that elevates their entire team, uh, you saw that you mentioned last year there was stretch a stretch where she wasn't able to play, and then when she came back, it was just uh, they have a lot of talent on that team. I mean, they're going to continue on, but uh, everyone that loves basketball wants to see her play. So uh, definitely, she's been someone who's been you know, who's taken time out to join us in the past as well. And uh, Gabby, if you're listening, we certainly uh, hope the best for you and yeah. your recovery from. Uh, and this setback, but hey, I, I, I've been around basketball enough. I've seen too many, unfortunately, uh, injuries over over the years, and uh, so many to, with today's technology actually come back stronger. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it, it's it's a process, but it, and it's a lot of work. Well, and, it, it and, and you mentioned it's 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 uh, somewhat prevalent. It's not a commonplace. Uh, we actually had a player, uh, one of our returning players, uh, prior to the season, uh, just in a kind of a freak accident, blew her uh, ACL out, and uh, she's out for the year. So uh, you know it, it happens. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like more uh, frequently. Uh, but uh, we wish her the best and our young lady as well. We yeah, hope the best for her too. But uh, you're right. Uh, it's it's something that uh, people have had to deal with. All right, Bill, cheer us up. Let's get yes, some scores. Please. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I'm, I'm going to miss Gabby too because, you know, it, it shocked me when you uh, told me about, about her situation. That's tough. Hey, looking for scores? Look no more. Time for the scoreboard. And uh, we're going to start ladies first this time, guys. And uh, starting off with uh, – Game between uh, Preston and Musselman. Preston gets the win by a score of 60 to 44. Up in the uh, Rogers Oil Tournament in uh, Cabell Midland Knights, get the victory over the Chapmanville Tigers, 46 31. Martinsburg, they get their uh, their season off to a good start, and uh, they won tonight over Southern Garrett, Maryland, 69 47. Looking on down the scoreboard, Philip Barber Colts in the Sam Board Championship game. They beat Clay Patel 49-37. Fairmont Senior gets the victory over the Lewis County Minutemen by a score of 68-41. Mentioned the Boyd County uh, in Wyoming East game. Uh, Pete Fraley and his Boyd County Lady Lions beat Wyoming East tonight over the tournament over in Boyd County, Kentucky. Uh, the Lions get that win 60-47. Wheeling Central, victorious over Clay County, 71-48. St. Mary's, their win over Tyler consolidated to 52-37. Moorefield, a victory over East Hardy by a score of 50-42. Union beat uh, Turkey Foot Valley Rams. Yes, Turkey Foot Valley. 60-27, the win there. Independence, 48. Valley Fayette, Greyhounds, 29. Roan County gets the win over Webster County, 72-56. In the Rogers Oil Tournament, Summers County and the, the host Summers County Bobcats 
winner over the uh, Pocahontas, Pocahontas County Warriors by a score of 92 to 40. A pretty dominant win that time for Summers County. Elsewhere, big win over Poca over Williamstown tonight, 59 to 48. The Dots get the win. Ritchie County victorious over Ward County, 55 to 40. And Huntington St. Joe playing in the She Got Game Classic in Washington, D.C. They lose to Rufus King, Wisconsin. Rufus King beats St. Joe by a score of 78 to 69. So a couple early season losses for the Huntington St. Joe girls against out-of-state competition. Switching to the boys' side, University Skyhawks put 100 on the board tonight, 103 to be exact. They beat Preston. 103 to 33. Ugly one there. Hedgesville gets the win over Seed Academy. 46 to 22. Musselman victorious over the Hurricane Redskins. And Hurricane had played last night. Had to go and, and play tonight against Musselman. Musselman gets the win 67-44. Princeton Tigers. Winners over Spring Mills. 52 to 40. Ripley. Victors over Grafton. Big score there for Ripley, 86-34. Frankfurt victorious over Northern Garrett, Maryland, 66-42. It was Filler Barber, the Colts over Dodgers County, 54-25. East Fairmont over Kaiser, 73-62. Ambassador Christian falls to Fairmont Senior, 66-50. Parkersburg Catholic beats Liberty Harrison, 60-43. The scores, Westside, 66 Pike View 64, a real doozy of a game. He had a last-second opportunity for a shot, but Pike View did not go down. Westside gets the win. Shady Spring beats Liberty Raleigh by a score of 70-35. Early showdown in Double uh, A in the Kanawha Valley. Nitro falls to Polka, 75-54. Logan, new coach Zach Green gets the win in his first game. They beat Scott, 79-42. A few more scores. It was uh, RCB losing to Idea Public Charter. That scores 74-52. Point Pleasant wins the Battle of the uh, Ohio River over Gallia Academy. The uh, Big Blacks beat Gallia Academy 66-64. Cameron, 65. Tyler consolidated 48. And I believe uh, just a couple more scores. Valley Wetzel beat Payton City 49-42. Bocahontas County over Lincoln County 57-51. Greenbrier East 108, Richwood 61, Independence over Greenbrier West 62-39, Williamstown beats Calhoun County 76-48, Ravenswood Red Devils, good start to the season for them, they double up Ritchie County, Ravenswood 100, Ritchie County 50, two more scores, Belfry, Ohio wins over Wahama 75-71, and uh, we have, we have a... Uh, a partial score partial in there. Score in there. <laughs> that doesn't do us a lot. Of <laughs> it happens, guys. I mean, we're just we're yeah. Ber- Ber- Berkeley Springs in uh, Bethel Park, Pennsylvania. We did. We do really don't have a final. We'll, we'll get that final for you. I think Berkeley Springs scored twenty five. That's all we got. And we're still determining what Bethel we're, Park we're, scored. We're, we're working on that. <laughs> Maybe they didn't score. <laughs> uh, you just know. Hey, there you go, right? Hey, 45 may uh, or may not have been enough. 72. We, we, not we, enough we got tonight. the final. Bethel Park, PA beat Berkeley Springs 72 to 25. Uh, Bill, always uh, appreciative of that scoreboard update. And you mentioned the Point Pleasant Gallup Police Ohio game. That's unofficially the battle for the Silver Memorial Bridge. Mm-hmm. The Silver Bridge collapsed 
December 15th, 1967. So it's been almost a full 50 wow. years now. It's almost been 49. 49 and there's some of us that remember quite clearly. I was uh, all of five, but I do remember it. You know, I mean, that was, a, that was again, that was a disaster. There were... Uh, uh, 46 people who died in the Silver Bridge collapse in 1967, December 15th. That's the bridge that spans from Point Pleasant to God Police, Ohio. Man, alive. That was the most depressing segment I think we've ever had. I believe so. Actually, well, it's not, but it's close. Yeah, it's, 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 it's close. It's, it's in the top five. You know what? <laughs> we need a break. We need to step aside and take a break. We'll, we'll, we'll get everything together here. We'll, we'll get our spirits back up because it's basketball season. This is basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. I shoved the envelope under my sweater and sneaked to the kitchen. Mom was on the phone in the front room. I didn't want to have to explain anything. I just wanted to be by myself. Clutching the envelope tightly, I stepped onto the ladder at the bottom of the treehouse. Something caught my eye above me, and I looked up. (gasps) Light! It looked as if there were a firework display going on inside the treehouse. Crackling and snapping and whizzing sounds spun around above my head. Lights shot out and sparks dancing to the popping of noise. My first thought was to scream fire and run to the house to get Mom. My legs trembled as I inched upward, creeping up the rungs as quietly as I could. My heart banged so hard that it felt as if someone were hitting my chest. A couple more steps, and then I leaned forward, craning my neck to look inside. And then I looked up and saw... To find out what happens next, read Philippa Fisher's Fairy Godsister by Liz Kessler. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library. And visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Okay, now you're just going to feel a little stick. Before you get an IV or injection, ask your healthcare provider if they've heard of the one and only campaign to promote safe injection practices. Reuse of needles and syringes has exposed thousands of people to hepatitis C virus and other serious infections. Don't be embarrassed to ask a question that could protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today. Would you believe that someone could go in for cancer treatment and end up infected with hepatitis C? I'm Evelyn McKnight, and that's what happened to me. Because a healthcare worker reused a syringe during my chemotherapy. This should never happen, but in fact, thousands of people have been exposed to serious infections because of unsafe injections. Don't let it happen to you. Learn what questions to ask your healthcare provider to protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Coach Rick Marone, James Collier, and Ryan Epling. 1049 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as we get closer and closer to the 11 o'clock hour. And you know, there, there are certain things within the state of West Virginia that they, they just are how they are. There's not a lot of... Uh, there's not really a better way to say it than that. One of them is you don't go into Williamstown in their holiday tournament and beat their girls' basketball team on opening night. 
except for tonight. Yeah, it's kind of like tugging on Superman's cape. You don't do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it happened tonight as Polka goes and gets the win over Williamstown tonight. Kenny Sayer is the head coach of the Dots. Polka is now 3-1. and one. And, uh, Coach, an excellent win for your ball club tonight on the road at Williamstown. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. That, that was a huge win. The girls come in, played hard. Anytime you come up here, get that program, get yourself a win, just get out here. That's cool. That was that was, that was big tonight. Yep. And, and, and kind of a, a rough week, too, because having a 22-point loss to Winfield earlier this week in a game that I know – that you guys can be more competitive in. That just wasn't your night. And then, but tonight to turn around and go to Williamstown and win, uh, that's a that, that shows a lot of resolve from your ball club as well. Yeah, we we came. Uh, I don't think the girls like practice the day after the win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we come in and had a good week of practice, and uh, you know the girls was really upset after the game. I mean, the, yeah, we did go over there and Winfield's got a good team and they got some athletes and uh, that was a tough loss but you know I was really proud of the girls tonight they came in and uh, you know we got up pretty good there at half shot the ball really good first half and then we just kind of come back and made a little run there and you know start hitting some shots which I told them at half you know you don't come up here you know it's a tough place coming for a win so uh, yeah we did uh, it was we were supposed to do yep <laughs> and, and and I know from from a from a coaching standpoint, the ebbs and flows. I think it's sometimes can be challenging. It it can be easy when you're winning and everything's going well, but you've got to manage those ups and downs. And I and I think you, know, you see more sporadic instances like this, maybe in girls than in boys, for whatever reason, it just tends to happen. But uh, coach, I think that also says a lot about uh, the job that that you're doing as well. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. <clears throat> with, hope, with helping out Coach Osborne over, you know, before I took this job, you know, uh, you know, it is a big difference with girls. I mean, you go in there and, I mean, girls can fire from anywhere, but they're, they're going to miss a bunch of shots and there are going to be some turnovers here and there. But that's the thing. Uh, you just got to keep them motivated. I mean, it, it is a big difference between boys and girls. And uh, you're exactly right. You're exactly right there. Hey, Coach uh, Coach Maroon, congratulations tonight. Uh, I have been there uh, in that first game with Williamstown, and uh, normally that's a ticket to the consolation game because I played in it a couple times. But big win for you there. But what's it look like for you tomorrow? It would be uh, a great uh, opportunity to get a trophy uh, to take back to Polka if you can get a win in the finals tomorrow. That will be huge. Willie Central looks like a really, really athletic team. Looks like they got a lot of girls can dribble the ball. I mean, I'm sure you know – as you know, we're going to play man, coach. <laughs> so, <laughs> no surprise. Problems there. <laughs> no surprise. So we're going to have a little matchup problem there. Just got to defend the ball, and uh, looks like they like to press a little bit. So uh, you know, we did a better job against the press tonight that I thought we did than we did against Winfield. And then I'm sure uh, they're going to try to press a little bit tomorrow. So we got them out of that pretty quick, and uh, so we'll see. I know Willing Central's got some pretty good players, so. Like to play well to get herself a win there tomorrow. So I mean, I mean, uh, tickled to death about a girl's effort tonight. I mean, it's just you know, it was awesome coming up here and winning. That you know, that's tickled to death tonight. Hey, coach, uh, how how important is it uh, for these opportunities, especially early in the season, when you schedule to go to a tournament to get that tournament atmosphere? You're away from home. Uh, gives those girls an opportunity to kind of. You've got an experienced ball club. You've got some good leadership uh, on that uh, team. And uh, but but what a great uh, learning opportunity for you to be in a tournament atmosphere against uh, really good competition. Oh, 
definitely. When uh, me and Coach, when uh, Coach Suarez, we talked about coming up here last year, I, I knew, you know, talking to you, talking with Mary Clay, what kind of tournament this was. I was just honored that he asked me to come up. And, and when you walk out there, I mean, the place was, you know, it had a good, good crowd. You know, a lot of times with your girls' games, sometimes the crowd's not great. But this, it was a good crowd tonight. It really was. So they loved the atmosphere. And it, it, it's just a fun time this time of year. I mean, we got, we got scheduled some tough games this year. I mean, all right off the bat. I mean, we, we got this game tomorrow night, and then we have to go to Lincoln uh, to play in that Big Ten Challenge. We'll play at East Paramount coming up here next weekend. So, yeah, that should help us going up there, hopefully. Well, Coach, having a, a player with the experience that, that Casey Skeens brings to your ball club, she's an Eastern Michigan University softball signee. I think, you know, sometimes that, that success in terms of from an individual standpoint from one sport translates to another. And, it, you know, does that have you seen any difference from her in, in terms of she's had that success in another sport? She's just a leader. I mean, it just it carries over to basketball. I'm, I just thank God that she plays both sports. <laughs> because, uh, you know, a lot of girls, they specialize in that, and they're afraid to come out and do this. They want to keep doing, you know, keep playing. But I think it's just her competitive attitude why she wants to play both sports. I mean, she's – I mean, I'm just tickled to death. I mean, as a matter of fact, I've got one, two. i got four girls that play softball that are really good. And I'm glad they all play basketball because, uh, well, matter of fact, three of them start for me. So I'm tickled <laughs> to death that they, you know, you know, that they that they actually play. So yeah, and then the other two are coming off the bench. So yeah, tickled to death that they're not a specializing in one sport. Well, Coach, uh, we would like to spend more time with you, but we're just about up against a hard break. We greatly appreciate you taking time to talk with us tonight. Congratulations on your win over Williamson. Hey, no problem. Marone, you be good, buddy. I'll, I'll be hollering at you. Thanks, buddy. thanks, Coach. He asked for a whole lot right there from you, Coach. <laughs> Coach Marone. It's almost Christmas. i got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, hey, that's a big win for Polka. And, and again, he, he won't get into it, but I, I will. I think he does a fantastic job with that program. That's a girls' program that had, had a rough go here just within the past several years where they actually didn't have a team one year and uh he's been able to to give them a calming steady influence rebuild them and had them one game from the state tournament and and while you won that game against them last year that was a tight game into the into the fourth quarter yeah he does a great job he's a friend of mine as well but like you said awesome coach and a congratulations to him and you know again uh we before the season i tried to kind of put everything together of who were division one athletes from the state of west virginia and i you know we're talking about softball you're talking about i gave up <laughs> and there are too many to keep up with this little state does way better than it gets credit for two hours are in the books final hour of the first episode of basketball friday night in west virginia continues after this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. The Exquisite Corpse. A very unusual and completely amazing story pieced together out of so many parts that it is not possible to describe them all here, so go ahead and just start reading. The full moon lights the silver rails winding around dark mountains and over steep gorges of jagged rock in one freezing cold rushing black mountain river. 
I wish there was enough time to describe all of the funny twists and turns, especially the elephant clown party, that led up to now. But there isn't enough time, because there is a ticking clock, and the two passengers we care most about don't know anything about it. In a sleeping berth in the third car from the end of the train are two children, 11-year-old twins who have just run away from the circus. The girl's name is Nancy, the boy's name is Joe. They have no idea that those are not their true names, though they will figure it out soon enough. To see what happens next, visit read.gov to read The Exquisite Corpse, a riveting adventure pieced together by John Sheska, Shannon Hale, Daniel Handler, and other popular authors. Explore new worlds. Read. This exciting message is brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark, and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. It is 11 o'clock on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Third and final hour of the fastest three hours in radio every Friday night, 9 to midnight, through semifinal Friday of the Boys State Basketball Tournament in March. Ryan Epling, joined by Tulsa Lady Rebels coach Rick Marone and the voice of Jones C. Edwards Stadium and one of the radio and public address of voices of the spring... Of voices? Of voices? (laughs) He's not Italian. I don't think. Uh, voices of the Spring Valley Timberwolves, Bill Cornwell with us. And uh, guys, again, uh, the first Saturday, first Saturday, first Friday. Hold on. Let me come three, two, and one. No. It but, is Friday. Uh, it is Friday. It's the first Friday for boys basketball. It's the second week of girls basketball. And uh, several more storylines that we'll touch on throughout the course of uh, the show as well. Again, if you're not familiar with us, uh, you can give us a call. Actually, first of all, tweet us at hoops underscore roundup. Uh, give us final scores, videos, pictures from your game, information as well. Um, you can also give us a call at one eight five five seven eight hoops. That is one eight five five seven eight four six six five six six seven seven. If you follow us on uh, basketballnight.com, you can watch the show on YouTube as well. And uh, and I do want to again. I know we'll have some people who are maybe just tuning in for the first time. This is a radio program that has video as well. So 
we don't look in the camera a whole lot, and, and you're welcome. But uh, that's just that's just how it works. Uh, just so in case it feels like we're just kind of staggering and looking around all over the place, uh, unlike what you would normally see on television, uh, that's why this is a radio show that has cameras as well. So just wanted to clarify that for our uh, listeners and viewers tonight. Uh, make sure we're all on the same page as we begin this celebration of basketball in the tri-state together for the next 14 more weeks from tonight and we'll be with you every step of the way may the weather hold but we know what you're here mainly for and that would be scores from around the mountain state on this friday night and we'll start with coach rick marone he's got a look at the girls scores tonight are you looking for scores? Look no more. We are here. One-stop shopping for high school basketball scores here at BasketballNight.com. And we'll start out on the girls' side. It's the Preston Knights with a 60-44 win over Musselman. Cabell Midland, 46-31 over Chapmanville in the Rogers Oil Tournament in Summers County. Southern Garrett, Maryland falls to Martinsburg. The Lady Bulldogs, 69-47 winners over Southern Garrett. The Grafton Bearcats fall 53-28 to in the consolation game of the Sam Board tournament tonight. And in the championship game of the Sam Board tournament, the Philip Barber Colts get the title 49-37 over Clay Battelle. Also on the ladies' side, Lewis County falls to Fairmont Senior 68-41. The Lady Polar Bears get a win. Wyoming East travels across the border to the Bluegrass State. They come up short. Boyd County 60, Wyoming East 47 in that one. The Maroon Knights of Wheeling Central, 71-48 winners over Clay County. First round of the Williamstown Tournament in that one. The Blue Devils of St. Mary's, 52-37 winners over Tyler Consolidated. The Yellow Jackets of Moorfield get a 50-42 win over East Hardy. Also tonight, the Union Tigers, 60-27 over Turkey Foot Valley. The Rams come up short in that one. The Valley Fayette Greyhounds fall to Independence. Independence wins 48-29. Charleston Catholic, the Lady Irish, 42-29 winners over Midland Trail tonight. Roan County, the Lady Raiders, 72. Webster County, 36. Summers County Bobcats, 92-40 winners over Pocahontas County tonight. And a big win. We talked with Coach Sayer of Polka earlier, 59-48. Polka gets a win over Williamstown. In the Williamstown tournament, they'll take on Wheeling Central tomorrow in the championship game. Work County falls to Ritchie County. The Ritchie Rebels, 55-40 winners over Work County. And Huntington St. Joe falls to Rufus King out of Wisconsin, 78-69 in the She Got Game Classic in Washington, D.C. That's a look at the girls' side. Ryan, you've got the boys' side. Getting a check on scores from across the mountain state on this Friday night in boys' high school basketball action tonight. University defeats Preston, 103-33. It was Hedgesville over Seed Academy, 46-22. Musselman defeats Hurricane tonight, 67-44. Jefferson with a win over Silver Oak Academy, 49-48. Princeton getting a win over Spring Mills, 52-40. That game was also at Musselman tonight. It was Ripley defeating Grafton, 86-34. That was in the Constellation game of the Sam Board Classic. In the championship game, it was Philip Barber defeating Doddridge County, 54-25. Frankfurt beats its neighbor to the north, Northern Garrett, Maryland, 66-42. A victory for the Falcons. East Fairmont Bees defeat Kaiser, 73-62. It was Fairmont Senior over Ambassador Christian, 66-50. 
Parkersburg Catholic defeats Liberty Harrison 60-43. The Westside Renegades go to overtime but beat Pike Views. Panthers tonight 66-64. It was Shady Spring getting a win over Liberty Raleigh 70-35. The Tigers get a win in their return to Class AA. Polka defeats Nitro tonight, 70-51. Luke Frampton, 31 points, 14 rebounds, and the win. Logan defeats Scott, 79-42. Zach Green gets the victory as the head coach of the Wildcats over the Skyhawks tonight. It was North Marion, 75. Petersburg, 51. Idea Public Charter School from Washington, D.C. defeats Robert C. Bird, 74-52. It was Point Pleasant defeating Gallia Academy, Ohio. 66-64, Knights get the win. Steubenville Catholic Central defeats Bishop Donahue, 67-65. And yes, that is Steubenville Catholic Central, not Steubenville Central Catholic. One of the few schools that does it in reverse of the traditional order. Cameron defeats Tyler Consolidated tonight, 65-48. It was the Valley Wetzel Lumberjacks getting the win over Payton City, 49 42. Paul Paul, a winner tonight over Union. 79 73. The Pirates beat the Tigers tonight. Pocahontas County defeats Lincoln County 57 51. Greenbrier East defeats Richwood 108 61. Independence, a 60 39 winner over Greenbrier West. Williamstown defeats Calhoun County 76 48. Ravenswood doubles up Ritchie County 100 50. Also, it was Belfry, Ohio, defeating Wahama, 75-71. And Bethel Park, Pennsylvania, defeats Berkeley Springs tonight, 72-25. That was in the Somerset, Pennsylvania tournament. That is your basketballnight.com scoreboard update. A note to add to that point, Pleasant went over Gallia Academy tonight. That was in overtime. Douglas Workman scored 38 points tonight for the Knights. 20 points in the first quarter. Oh, my goodness. He slowed down (laughs) dramatically. He was on pace for Clay Thompson-like numbers. You'll recall he scored 60 in three quarters of action the other night against the Pacers. Actually broke it down. I don't remember how many few minutes he touched the ball. (laughs) 90 seconds of possession and 11 dribbles. That's catch and shoot. Yes. (laughs) That's, That's getting open by moving the basketball, not just creating on your own but this is basketball friday night in west virginia and when last we left you a year ago we were pushing toward championship saturday in the boys state tournament morgantown was going for the undefeated season against huntington in the championship game huntington was going for its third consecutive triple a title lots of storylines abounded into that ball game lots of um talent on the floor in that ball game as well and Morgantown ended up getting the victory uh, in that game to win the AAA Boys State Championship and to finish the season undefeated. So now in three full years of basketball Friday night in West Virginia, there have been three teams make it to Charleston undefeated two of them have left as state champions and rick that hadn't happened before last season a year before last now when polka went undefeated through double a 
But an undefeated boys basketball team in West Virginia had not happened since 1987, and now we've had two in two years. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, the quality of basketball, and I tell you, you alluded to it earlier, just the talent coming out of such a small state. And I, I know that because geographically we have a lot of square mileage, I guess you could say. Bill Cornwell, when you look at the bigger scope of things with the population that – unfortunately is shrinking in most areas we mentioned eastern panhandle still growing the population of west virginia really comparable to some large cities but we're really pumping out some great talent and the last two years it's really taken taken some teams on a magical ride to undefeated seasons and i think that um we're kind of in a, in a golden time as far as the way we're pumping out these athletes because a lot of uh College coaches have looked at West Virginia and they, know they don't have a lot of talent. And there's not there's not really a reason to go and recruit there. Well, that has changed, and it's not just basketball; it's football. It's uh, a lot of the girls' sports. I, I think we're pumping out more girls athletes than we are guy athletes, and mm-hmm. are going uh, to college uh, D one, D two, and uh, it just keeps on growing. It is a really a, a golden moment in the state. We're in a time right now where we just had a football season with players who have verbally committed the signing days in February, but verbally committed to Tennessee, North Carolina, and LSU all at the same time, all in the same class, and all playing the same position. <laughs> that just doesn't happen very often. And, you know, you've already got uh, a couple of Division One basketball players who have signed into good programs and another one who has verbally committed to uh, – to Marshall and Jeremy Dillon down at Mingo Central, who may win the Kennedy Award after he, leading the Miners to the football state and title, and he's back another year. Yeah, he's at Mingo Central. Yes, that's the other thing. He transferred from Tug Valley, where he was a year ago, to Mingo Central, and um, I mean, it's just those are just a, a smattering uh, of what we're talking about. You know, Jared West at Notre Dame uh, as a Marshall signee. Uh, Luke Frampton and Davidson signee at Polka. And, and Rick, this talent is not concentrated, which I think is good for the interest of the state because yeah, it was it was pretty interesting to watch Huntington with O.J. Mayo and Patrick Patterson. but And Chris Early, who, by the way, was a really good player, too. He signed with <laughs> yes, Oklahoma. Right. But, um, you know, those teams' games, it was about watching their athleticism because their games were never in question. It was like a Lakers game. It was showtime. It, uh, yes. And, but with, with these players being spread out a little bit, I'm not putting them on that level of player because those are two NBA players I just mentioned who have had successful NBA careers. And uh, we certainly hope things get straightened out for O.J. Mayo, currently uh, suspended for two years by the NBA. But um, Patrick Patterson doing fantastic in Toronto. But my, my point being that with that talent spread out, more people are involved in these communities. It's not just to go see one team. It's to go see a handful of players that are, that are throughout the state. And actually, it's more than a handful. And I think it just ups the overall quality of play and really the enjoyment that can be taken out of just going to watch your local basketball team on any given night. Yeah, and you're exactly right. It's so widespread geographically to where it's not all in one area. And it's from uh, one end of the state to the other, and uh, it's boys, it's girls. Uh, you've mentioned some of those that have taken it to the highest level in the uh, NBA. 
a plethora of players uh, at the collegiate level from Division ones all the way down uh, to NAIA, really. But uh, it's a quality. Like, I, I agree with Bill. I think it's kind of been a stretch of a golden stretch. We hope it continues. We hope it continues to get better. But tell you what, anywhere in the state that you want to see some great, talented players that you can watch, Ryan, and what's really interesting is next year you might flip on your television and there on ESPN you see a Chase Fisher from Ripley playing for BYU. I mean, it's coast to coast, and I think part of that is the exposure that comes these players have options now, and they're not just going to stay local. You'll get to see them on a national stage as well. And we talked about Morgantown going undefeated last year. That was the first AAA undefeated state boys basketball champion since Stonewall Jackson in 1985. Polka going undefeated the year before in AA was the first unbeaten AA state champion since North Fork in 1975 and think about some of the teams that came through we were talking the other day and talking about some of the classic state tournament games and we're thinking about the randy moss jason williams games you know when they took down when, woodrow in front of about thirteen thousand, there was people hanging from the rafters on I was a thursday there. morning on a thursday morning and then morning. they turn around yes. the next day and can't get it done in the finals now no. that was an amazing team and they weren't able to accomplish it but like you said and then we've had two in two years so that's special really special and Peyton. City in 87 remains the last single A to finish undefeated. And, and there were almost back-to-back years there, too, because Vinson mm-hmm. won the state title at 26-1 and one the year before. Its only loss was at Wayne, <laughs> a jersey that sits in front of me. I'm, this was not used in that game because this is a road uniform, but this is right about that era. Boy, they hold yeah. up well, don't they? They do, yeah. It's almost <laughs> like I've had that one and, you know, my jersey wasn't really sweated in too much or anything over the years. And, no, I didn't play in the 80s either. But still, um, uh, yeah, we, just, we, we, we have some fun. So When the Ryan Ampling Museum opens, that's going in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and nobody will believe it either. But nonetheless, uh, we're going to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll continue to take your calls, your texts, your your tweets, however you want to get in contact with us. Basketballnight.com is the, the hub. has all the information, all the scores, and we'll continue to update you on them throughout the night as Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. When they arrived at the sheds, a crowd of women erupted into shouting and booing. Marta was right. The strikers were more organized than ever. They carried signs that said, Huelga, strike! They were yelling, help us feed our children! When Esperanza saw their menacing faces, she wanted to run. She wanted to tell them that her mother was sick, that she had to pay the bills. Then maybe they'd understand why she needed her job. But she knew it would not matter. The strikers only listened if you agreed with them. When the guard wasn't looking, one of the strikers picked up a rock and threw it, barely missing a woman's head. Esperanza's heart was beating wildly as she and the women took their places. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Esperanza Rising by Pam Munoz Ryan. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. 
Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hello, my name is Jeffrey, but people in this town call me Maniac. They call me that because I'm the fastest runner in town. But just because everyone knows who I am doesn't mean I belong. I don't really belong anywhere. You see, I'm an orphan, and I wander the streets just looking for a place that I can truly call home. My name is Maniac McGee, and I'm all alone. Explore new worlds. Read my story in the novel Maniac McGee by Jerry Spinelli. For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, James Collier, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 11-19 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you want to give us a call, you can do so. Our phone number is one eight five five seven eight hoops That is 855 Four six six seven seven. You can get in contact with us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. You can visit basketballnight.com. And Ryan, I have to do it. I've been prodded to do it. Uh, the state cheerleading competition is going on tomorrow in Charleston. Uh, we want to wish all the teams uh, good luck. Uh, that uh, very challenging sport and uh, all across the state. Uh, I know that they'll be convening in Charleston tomorrow and. Uh, uh, eight in each class. So uh, good luck to all the, the young ladies and gentlemen who will be participating I, I, there. I'm sure they've been keeping the town center and the restaurants busy <laughs> tonight down there. Yeah. that's a big event. Yeah. You want to talk about cutthroat? You think basketball? <laughs> we got an easy job here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, and the work that is put into that, I mean, again, we're, we're talking about, like, we're talking about playing basketball where you, you know, take a charge or two. You might dive after a loose ball. Cheerleaders are throwing each other, all right? I mean... <laughs> Eight feet in the air. Yes. <laughs> spinning and catching. I mean, and, and you've got elbows flying. I mean, it's it's it's, it's impressive. Yeah. So uh, definitely, um, you know, don't want to downplay that whatsoever. No, that, is, no. that is something that is, that is absolutely incredible. And we, we certainly do wish all the girls and, and all the, the cheerleaders who are competing tomorrow the best of luck. And uh, you can't all... Go, t- take state championships home, but we certainly uh, wish all of them the best of luck tomorrow taking the big stage at the Charleston Civic Center Coliseum, the renovated Charleston Civic Center Coliseum. It's nice. Yeah, it's getting better. It's, 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 it's almost getting better. Yeah. Getting better. They, they, got some, they still got a few things they could do. <laughs> That's for sure. And I tell you what, Ryan, uh, we talked a little bit earlier, and uh, we, we can't cover all of them, and so we don't want to head down a path, but some of the coaching changes and uh, some that we've kind of been aware of. I won today, and I don't want to speak out of turn. Uh, somebody had talked about maybe Coach Ramsey at the Clay County retiring and stepping aside. We'll confirm that. But uh, Alan Osborne, you mentioned earlier, Wayne Ryan now at the SSAC. 
there's many more. Uh, we've just, me, you, and Bill have talked about during some of the breaks, uh, the changes. And those people put so much into this sport that we all love. They'll still be around and be present, but, you know, they kind of leave their own legacy. And I uh, just uh, want to, you know, tell them uh, uh, thanks for all the, the great times. Well, Alan Hatcher, uh, Logan, uh, had the health problems right. last year. Uh, we had Mark Hatcher on, his son, who had resigned at Logan because of his own health problems right. um, before that. And then, uh, you know, that's, so now you've got Zach Green as the, the head coach at Logan. Um, Scott has a new coach this year in boys basketball after uh, Nick Cavill resigned. And David Williamson at Chapmanville Girls, who did a great job, uh, stepped aside. And so they have a new coach this year as well. Uh, it just goes on and on. I mean, there's a lot of people that have really kind of taken another path yeah and not not i don't want to get too deep into this but it's it's out there this is something that is that so many counties are facing um the cutbacks from the lack of uh coal severance money i mean that, that's right. basically what it comes down to there's uh there are fewer there, the the tax base for the coal severance is, is way down from what it had been and that had propped a lot of the state's economy up for a long time. Even as the coal industry was turning down, you were still getting tax money from it. Now that's disappearing as well. And uh, we know some school systems have made some serious cuts, and Boone County was one of the, the, the most affected uh, by those cuts. Um, it, it's a difficult time. I mean, I know that they lost a lot of teachers in Boone County, and there were talks of consolidating uh, Van and uh, and Sherman, I believe, was the plan. Yeah, I believe it was or Sherman was, or, or Scott. Or close down Van and split the yeah. kids between uh, Sherman and Scott. Right. That, that's right. And uh, you know, Fayette County continues to right. have problems getting uh, new buildings built uh, there as well. I mean, th- these are problems that are all throughout the state, but mostly focused in areas that relied on the coal industry. And, you know, there's not a lot that you and I can sit here and do about it, and not a lot that you and I can sit here and say that'll make it any better. But again, those are people going through hard financial times. Good people who worked hard, and um, you know, not just uh, the people who are in the school system, but you know, people who worked in the mines too. I mean, that was their way of life, and um, it's it, it's a difficult time for for so many people. It just it just is, and. Um, that that kind of puts a damper on things, but I don't. Wh- I wanted to mention that because this is where sports can be good. Is because you need a way to. I mean, sorry. I mean, you can't just beat people over the head of being depressed about things. This is where sports gives you an outlet to go to to give yourself some direction. So uh, you know. Bring pride to your community. Bring your communities together in ways that, that you know, unfortunately, are happening less and less now in the in the technology age, where we don't see anybody face to face anymore. And, and it, it's just something that I, I really think that sports, in some ways, you can make a legitimate argument that they're less important because of the more important things. But sports can be a welcome distraction from the problems that you face when you're not playing sports. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, and it brings a lot of people together. All three of us have been involved in athletics for many years, uh, several decades. Uh, 
for some of us older people, but uh, you older people, <laughs> think of the people that come together in that uh, arena of sports, all walks of life, and we've hit on them. We were a little bit humorous about it earlier, but you've got a governor-elect who obviously has a love for sports. I mean, he loves coaching. Uh, from him to guys like me and you and Bill and people that are on different uh, fronts of athletics, it's a place for people to come together, like you said, to share uh, the enjoyment of uh, uh, an activity, and it, it, it's for fun. I mean, and sometimes that gets lost in the shuffle, but it's a place for people to go to kind of lose their problems and enjoy, uh, you know, uh, the sport itself for the pure uh, joy of it, Bill. And uh, it does bring a lot of different it, people into it, the fold. It is a great uniter, and it is a great builder. And uh, Rick and I saw evidence of that this fall. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, that since Spring Valley High School opened, uh, a lot of the folks uh, from the uh, who went to the schools that became Spring Valley, C.K. Vincent and Buffalo, they haven't been very supportive of Spring Valley. They've been kind of standoffish. Yeah, they send their kids or grandkids there, but they haven't been big supporters. Well, that changed this year with the football success at Spring Valley because you saw number one, you saw saw traditions for Spring Valley start to be developed. And number two, those folks who were kind of standoffish or not supportive of all of Spring Valley, all of a sudden they became big supporters and they were there supporting them in the run that they made all the way to Wheeling to the uh, state AAA football championship. Big difference. So that's something that, again, that um, just wanted to know that we're aware uh, of the problems that so many of them are facing. And I know that that's forced some coaches that have uh, – had to make difficult decisions for yeah. their families, for the, for themselves. A couple I know personally uh, had to make some decisions, and uh, they had to do what was best for them and their families, and uh, were quality coaches, quality people, uh, and from two different areas, actually, uh, friends and people that I know, and uh, they had to, to, to leave it uh, for just that reason. So, so I mean, again, I, I just wanted to point out there, you know, we're aware um, there's not a lot that you know, we can sit here and do or say to make it better other than just say we're with you. We stand with you one way or another. We'll we'll figure something out one day, hopefully. We don't have much choice, I don't <laughs> guess. But uh, we'll step aside right now take a break. Hey, we're looking for two scores. Two scores from having every score in. We're looking for Harmon, Tigers Valley, and girls basketball scheduled to play tonight. And we're looking for Meadow Bridge and Montcalm in girls basketball. Those are the two scores that we're still looking for. If you have those scores, tweet us at hoops underscore roundup. Call us 1-855-78-HOOPS, 1-855-784-6657. We'll be back with more Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia right after this. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved. Because these legs never grew weak. Because this child never got polio. Over the past 20 years, Rotary Club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio. Now we are on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it. 
protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. Hi, my name is Stanley, and I've been arrested for stealing shoes. I didn't really steal them, but I've been sent to Camp Green Lake anyway. The worst punishment a kid could get. And at Camp Green Lake, we dig holes. Lots of holes. I've only been here a short time, but I think the camp director is up to something. I'm Stanley Yelnats, and I'm covering more than dirt at Camp Green Lake. Explore new worlds. Read my story in the novel Holes by Lewis Sacker. For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Hello, my name is Ella, and I've been cursed. My stupid fairy godmother gave me the gift of obedience when I was a baby. This means I have to do what anybody tells me, even if I don't want to do it. I need to break this curse before somebody makes me do something terrible. My name is Ella, and I need to take control of my life. Explore new worlds. Read my story in the novel Ella Enchanted by Gail Carson Levine. For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out BasketballNight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Coach Rick Marone, James Collier, and Ryan Epling. It's 11.31 on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Rick Marone, and Bill Cornwell with you on this debut show of the 2016-2017 high school basketball season in the Mountain State. So I've used debut, premiere, season. Uh, yeah, I think I've used about every synonym there is there for that this time around. We want, you won't have to worry about hearing that next time. But uh, nonetheless, again, well, the phone number has changed. So I'm going to push this phone number out there. It is now one eight five five seventy eight hoops We know after three years you've had an old phone number that – no longer in service for us. I actually don't know who you'd call if you called that number. I suggest you not try. One eight five five seven eight hoops. That is one eight five five seven eight four six six five seven to get a hold of us here at Basketball Night in West Virginia. You can also go to basketballnight.com, tweet us at hoops underscore roundup. Those are the multiple ways that you can get through to us tonight. And Hopefully we will get Rick Kozlowski on here uh, a little bit later on tonight. He's kind of always been the, the show ender because once you get Rick, there's just nowhere else to go, and you just call it a night. That's typically what we do. And uh, guys, before we get into uh, that, we got a, we got a few moments here, and we'll do our last uh, scoreboard update here a little bit later on uh, in this half hour. But um, any takeaways from what you have? Seen tonight, Coach uh, Coach Marone on our scores that have come in tonight. No, I tell you what, uh, it has hit the ground running. I'm just really excited. Uh, the West Side uh, Pikeview score uh, that game as it played out. Pikeview really jumped out big time in the first quarter in that game and got West Side on their heels a little bit. And then West Side kind of gathered herself and kind of showed why they're West Side and they come back and win a thriller here in the first week. And uh, the tournament action uh, every year, Ryan, uh, of course the four years, uh, our fourth year but uh, that's what uh, I love about this part of the season is you see matchups that you may not normally see. You see some traditional tournaments that 
will bring in some new uh, some new teams. And when you see teams travel to other areas and you get to see a little preview of what you hope to see later on as you get closer to tournament time, I think that's what makes this part of the season so exciting is uh, the holiday tournaments. Uh, you think about how the colleges kick off their season. Boy, they've capitalized. You talk about Feast Week. <laughs> they talk about that with their basketball. Then you got the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I think you see that in high school basketball following that lead. We're actually participating in the same event that Coach Sayer from Poco was talking about. The boys and the girls in the Big Ten and the Cardinal do a cross uh, a cross uh, conference challenge. We're a pseudo member. <laughs> We're no longer a member of the Cardinal, but we helped originate that shootout last uh, year. It was a great event and some marquee matchups. This year we go going to Fairmont uh, playing in that event. Uh, we're playing on a Friday night. Uh, there's games on Friday and Saturday. I just think it's a great time of year around. My takeaway is, is still that filling out process. Who's going to rise to the top in both the boys' and the girls' sides in uh, all classes? And I think it's a story that will be uh, unfolding over the next 14 weeks. And what I really like about our role in this and just the our perspective is that we can just kind of watch it play out and bring it to you. We try to connect you into things that maybe you wouldn't normally be connected in. But you talked about those matchups. They're hard to keep up with, and that's why I give our staff in the back such a great uh, – I want to give them uh, just a, for the great job that they do and keeping up with that, keeping everything straight. Because when you've got six tournaments going on, then maybe one of them's a, a, a classic where the schedule's predetermined, but mm-hmm. one of them's not. You've got you know, championship constellation games, and where is this team from? You, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Because you've got a team from Washington, D.C. or something. Yet. It's difficult to keep up with those guys, and, and, and you know those folks do a fantastic job. My takeaway from the night is that uh, – Man, you talk about clean slates. Uh, we've seen teams already uh, who were dominant last year, who were state tournament, state champions, struggling uh, to start the season. Uh, they've been had uh, situations where you've had uh, players move around, and uh, there is no love for reputation. There is no love for what you've done in the past. It's all new. It's a clean slate. The chalkboard has been erased, and someone took a rag and cleaned it. And, uh, man, it's a tough world out there, coaches. It's a tough world out there, teams. And it's time to earn it one more time. The basketball format is the same, but with the new alignments and the new classifications that are in place this year, you have – some regions and sections that were dramatically changed. It will be fascinating to see how that works out. That is way out in the future, though. I know coaches tend to keep an eye on those types of things, but at the same point, it's like you just got to get through practice tomorrow or or the game tonight or whatever. But, uh, you know, and, Coach, I'll pose this question to you. This particular year, you have a young basketball team. You're going to have to take them through some bumps in the road. This is not something you haven't done before and come out successful with at the, at, at the end of it. Um, how do you look at this and this type of season, this time of year, into being able to make the most out of your early season games, kind of evaluating your own team? Yeah, I tell you what, that's what it's all about. And uh, we are one of those teams that's been thrown into a 
brand new world. I mean, we went from being a conference member, having 14 league games locked in every year. You know your opponents. You're familiar with your opponents. We lost 14 games from our schedule, and then we're in a different region. We're in a different section. We have seven teams in our section. We were able to schedule a couple of those teams, but we're trying to learn about ourselves with a young ball club and trying to figure out our bearings because we used to know what we had to get done to get to the state tournament. I think a lot of coaches across the state are in the same boat in all classes because you have to kind of look at the lay of the land. What do we need to do to get out of our section? Because that's step one. And I think uh, it's, it's going to be interesting for a lot of people like us to sit and watch It'll drive you nuts on the inside as a coach because, you know, me and you talked before the show, Ryan, some of the the teams that – or even the first segment we talked about, teams that are in a certain conference but in another section, there's teams they do see and teams they don't see. And then not – I know it's a tough job to lay out regions, but, you know, we're a part of a region that runs from Sherman and Van to Calhoun County. Now, there's a lot of land in between, and there's 13 schools that are in that region four. So – it's going to be a tough road to hoe. The two that survived those 13 slots getting out are going to earn their way to Charleston. One thing I've also you notice in AA and in single A, there's been such a repopulation of those two classes that there's going to be a lot more of your what we would used to maybe call play-in games in your sectionals. You're going exactly. to have you're, yeah. going to, you're going to have a lot more of those early sectional games where your seeding teams, your lower seeded teams. And in some cases, instead of one game, you may have two of those games because there's been such a movement of teams to double A and to single A. Coach, it's a two-hour, 43-minute drive from Tulsa High School to Calhoun County High School. (laughs) On a weeknight, possibly. 157 miles. Gee. And guess what? Sherman and Van are a little further south than we are. Yeah. So it could get even yeah, further. But, but they've got 119 to help them out there <laughs> true, a little bit. They, they have to go to, to Huntington or, or go 119 and circle back up to get to uh, to get to Tulsa but or vice versa. Quick note too, Ryan. Uh, on the boys' side from AAA, uh, you know, you talk about, uh, like Coach LeMaster talked about, GW South Charleston St. Albans are all in the same section. So Yeah, uh, that'll be uh, – that's definitely a difference about things. And, you, you know, let's go to the phones right now. Joining us from uh, Martinsburg, from the Martinsburg Journal, Rick Kozlowski. As I almost hit drop as I get ready for the new system. <laughs> Sorry about that. I got it. Good to go there. Whew, it's running late. But nonetheless, uh, Rick, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. I'm glad, uh, glad to be here. I'm on, where's my music, though? You know, I actually was dragging that intro out because I didn't know if we were going to have it or not. It's it's the first week. I mean, you know, what do you expect? I mean, we had it for Bo, but and well, and and I'm not sure that uh, I can offer a, a whole lot of uh, uh, information being the first week, being that I'm still like kind of in football mode. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, your your coverage of football ran ran on. Well, I there's one more game tomorrow, maybe one next week too. That's right with the Shepherd. Yep, the Shepherd right. Rams hosting North Alabama tomorrow. Yeah, an interesting uh, thing. I guess uh, I know we're supposed to be talking basketball, but uh, indulge me for a second. The uh, people were thinking that a team coming from Alabama north. 
to West Virginia might find it a tad bit cold. Yet, at around 12 o'clock today, I checked the temperatures, and Shepherdstown was 36, and Florence, Alabama was 35. (laughs) Hey, we're we're in the balmy state now, baby. Exactly. Hey, you know... (laughs) I think it's where Martinsburg's boys team went to Hawaii last year, and we've, we've kind of somehow or another managed to to bring it back with them and keep it for a while, it feels like. Maybe not. Maybe I pushed it there a little bit. But, uh, Rick, yeah, e- yeah, well, I tried. Uh, Eastern Van Halen, though, looking pretty good. We talked uh, earlier with Matt Miller, by the way. You will be able to hear us on WRNR beginning next week. But, um you know, the, the Eastern Panhandle schools, Martinsburg, big things expected from the basketball team as well after that young football team just claimed a AAA state title. Yeah, they lost a few people, though, and I think uh, it might take, you know, a few days to, you know, when I say days, I guess, you know, it might take a little bit of an adjustment period for some of the players. And I don't know how many will be coming off of the football team. But uh, I would expect uh, Martinsburg to, uh, you know, be am- be among the top teams in the area again. I got to see Musman play tonight, a uh, a big uh, interstate rival, intrastate. Is, let me let me speak correctly. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not with it yet. Hey, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I always remember that the interstate's what you drive on, and that's how you go state yeah. to state. Yes, but it was uh, Musman against Hurricane, and uh, the Appleman came out uh, looking pretty strong tonight. They uh, they beat Hurricane sixty-seven forty-four. You know, now Musman's been to the state tournament the last two years. Have a uh, experienced team with three starters back, and they they picked up a transfer from Jefferson, who's certainly a capable. Uh, Score and today they have four of the starters in double figures and a fifth finish with eight points. But uh, you know they they were you know they were looking pretty sharp for for a first time out. And then uh, also another interstate uh, kind of game uh, in the same tor- tournament, although it's just a uh, a mixer as opposed to a traditional tournament. Spring Mills played. Princeton. So there are a couple teams from a distance up here, and what uh, I saw from that one, which I, which impressed me, a young sophomore for Princeton by the name of Cade Fix. He scored twenty four points as they beat Spring Mills, but uh, early on, you might say. The fix was in. <laughs> he he scored nineteen of twenty one points in the first half, including the team's first ten points. It sounds like uh, young young Mister Fix uh, had a, had a pretty good uh, pretty good night tonight, even if his team did come up a little short. No, they, they they did win. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I went the wrong way there. I apologize. Yeah, no, that's, that's it's week one, I, and I, and we will, and we we promise to get better. 
Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, let's see, last time, you know, I was on the show, I was actually in the studio live, like, dancing around. <laughs> I heard you guys throw me, throw, throw me out after that. No, we still welcomed you back, and we even made sure that you got the new phone number. <laughs> that was our way of con- I'm joking obviously but that was our way of filtering some people no, that, that's not true at all we, we, had to, we had to change phone systems that's what we did hey Rick always a pleasure to talk with you and uh, we look forward to, to talking again next week yeah I'm, I'm, I'm the late night guy that's right <laughs> that's Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal we always put him on eh, just about last because how can you follow that we're going to step aside, take a break. We'll come back. We'll get you a scoreboard, the final check the scoreboard of the night. We'll also get you our poll question, which will be posted on basketballnight.com. We'll have, uh, we'll have to work on that one. We'll get that for you when we come back. It's a great poll question, I promise. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you remember poodle skirts, mini skirts, or bell bottoms, you're just the right age. Whether you listen to Bing Crosby or Chuck Berry. Or the Beach Boys, the Bee Gees, or the Beatles. We need your help. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you too can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Any age is the right age to donate the gift of life, and the need is great. Today, thousands of people are waiting for a transplant. But only one in three of us over the age of 50 is a registered organ donor. If we all registered, imagine how many lives we could save. How many families we could help. So whether you remember the first step on the moon or the last step of the hustle, take an important step today and learn more. Get the facts. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Hey. Oh, d- hey, Deb. I thought you were the radon test guys. The who test guys? Didn't you see the paper Sunday? The Surgeon General issued another lung cancer warning. Oh, like the cigarette warning? Yeah. They're saying we have to get our houses tested for radon. I don't smell any radon in my house. Oh, that's because radon is an odorless, colorless, tasteless gas that seeps into your house from underground. Does this story have a happy ending? Yeah. You'll be a lot happier once you get your house tested. Learn more. Visit the EPA at epa.gov radon. That's epa.gov radon. What can you do as a member of Rotary? You can eradicate polio. You can promote peace. You can feed the hungry. You can help children do better in school. Whether it's helping to eliminate a dreaded disease, volunteering at a food bank, or equipping a school library, Rotary is people who know that by working together, you can do anything. Learn more at Rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in Motion. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, James Collier, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Well, we're batting 333 on that one right now. Ryan Epling, Bill Cornwell, and Marcus Constantino with you as we get ready to wrap up 
our opening show of the season here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We'll get you a scoreboard in a moment. Bill will have the boys' scores. I'll get the girls' scores in just a moment. But first, our poll question, and we always turn it over to Marcus for our poll question. All right, so, you know, we're in the middle of, uh, you know, all the holiday tournaments right now. You know, we're trying to follow all those. And uh, the poll question is, uh, which do you prefer, uh, the holiday tournament where, you know, you have the four teams play and then you have the consolation game and the championship game? Or do you prefer the holiday mixer where the schedules are already set, uh, you know, ahead of time and, uh, you know, everyone plays everyone? And uh, uh, I don't know if you would say it's less of a competitiveness to it because, you know, you compete in every game. But, you know, there's not the, the consolation, you know, fourth place, third place, second place, first place type of thing. So mixer, holiday mixer, or holiday tournament? That is the poll question. And where can you answer that poll question? You can answer that poll question right now. Uh, actually here in about five minutes once I get it on the website at basketballnight.com. Again, um, the Basketball Friday Night poll question, basketballnight.com. And that will be open until next Friday. That is correct. For voting, and we'll have the results then and the poll question for the next week. That's right. Marcus, thank you very much. Right, thank you, Ryan. All right, Bill, time for a final check of scores. All right, looking for scores. We'll look no more. I'm going to handle the boys. You're going to handle the girls, right? Correct. Well, let's hit to the boys uh, right off the bat here. Start off with the west side. Uh, winners tonight over Pikeview in a real Donnybrook. Uh, west side gets the win, 66-64. Shady Spring over Liberty Raleigh. Pretty big score there, 70-35. Shady Spring doubles up Liberty Raleigh. Nitro falls to Polka. Final score there was 70-51. to 51. The Dots with the win. New coach there for Polka in Derek Ragel. Logan Wildcats, another uh, new uh, coach gets a win. And Coach uh, Green at uh, Logan. His Wildcats beat Scott 79-42. Petersburg falling to North Marion 75-51. In uh, a tournament action, uh, RCB. Loses to Idea Public Christian or Public Charter, that is, out of uh, Washington, 74 52. Idea Public Charter gets the win. Battle of the Ohio River, Point Pleasant beats Gallia Academy of Ohio, 66 64. Steubenville Catholic beat Bishop Donahue, 67 65. Tyler Consolidated falls to Cameron by a score of 65 48. Valley Wetzel over Peyton City, 49 42. Pendleton County beats Harmon 80-35. Pawpaw, they beat Union 79-73. Pocahontas County beats Lincoln County 57-51. Greenbrier East over Richwood 108-61. Independence beat Greenbrier West 60-39. It was Williamstown over Calhoun County 76-48. Ritchie County falls to Ravens 1-100-50. Checking up a few more scores. It was the Sherman Tide over Montcalm by a score of 75-25. Wahamba falls to Belpre, Ohio, 75-70. Warren Berkeley Springs, loser to Bethel Park, Pennsylvania, 72-25. Getting a look at the girls' scores tonight. First, we'll start with the three tournaments that are within the state of West Virginia being played the Rogers Oil Tournament in Summers County. Cabell Midland defeats Chapmanville 46-31. Again, that game in Hinton tonight. 
Also tonight, it was Summers County defeating Pocahontas County 92-40. So you'll have Summers County and Cabell Midland tomorrow. You will have Chapmanville Regional and Pocahontas County tomorrow. Sam Board, consolation game. Petersburg defeats Grafton 53-28. And in the championship, it was Philip Barber 49, Clay Battelle 37. Williamstown tournament tonight. Opening round and a little bit of a surprise here as it was Polka defeating the host Yellow Jackets 59-48. Polka a good team. That's not the surprise. Just Williamstown just does not lose very often in that tournament. Also in the Williamstown tournament first round, it was Wheeling Central Catholic defeating Clay County 71-48. So you have Wheeling Central and Polka in tomorrow's championship game. Williamstown and Clay County in the consolation. Other girls scores from across the mountain state tonight. Preston defeats Musselman 60 to 44. It was Martinsburg 69, Southern Garrett Maryland 47. Also tonight, it was Braxton County defeating Calhoun County 60 to 40. Fairmont Senior beats Lewis County 68-41. Scott picks up a 30 to 19 win tonight. Over Liberty Raleigh, the Skyhawks still unbeaten on the season. Boyd County beats Wyoming East tonight, 60-47. That was Boyd County, Kentucky with the win, Wyoming East playing without point guard Gabby Lapartis. Also tonight, it was St. Mary's defeating Tyler Consolidated, 52-37. Moorefield wins the Battle of Hardy County at least round one in that battle. There could be as many as four before it's all said and done. The Yellow Jackets get the win over the Cougars, 50-42. It was the Union Tigers beating Turkey Foot Valley of Pennsylvania. Tigers beat the Rams tonight, 60-27. Charleston Catholic beats Midland Trail, 42-29. Independence over Valley Fayette, 48-29. Greenbrier East, a 67-38 winner over Richwood. Roan County beats Webster County, 72-36. It was Sherman over Greater Beckley Christian, 53-37. And Ritchie County defeats Work County, 55-40. Also tonight, Rufus King from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The Generals defeat the Huntington St. Joe Central Catholic Fighting Irish, 78-69. Two games we don't have scores for, the only two. Harmon and Tigers Valley girls basketball, Meadow Bridge and Montcalm girls basketball. Again, those scores all available at basketballnight.com. You can also follow us on at hoops underscore roundup on Twitter. All the scores are tweeted out. And uh, you can actually sign up on the website to receive text messages of the scores tonight as well. That's a check of your basketballnight.com scoreboard for the night. And guys... Week one, now almost in the books. I've called it the fastest three hours in radio, and I stand by that. I think tonight's another night of it being proven as such as we are into the final about three and a half minutes of the program. Um, Bill, you know, you talked about some schools having to kind of hold off a little bit because of football players having games into the Super 6 a week ago, which just ended Saturday night. Six schools obviously facing that situation. Um Spring Valley and George Washington not playing tonight. George Washington electing 
to go ahead and reschedule that game because Spring Valley would not have been at full strength, for example. Um, some other schools have played. Spring Valley did play earlier this week and lost. Um, it, it can be a difficult time there. Football success can lead to a little bit of a slow start on the basketball court. And as we heard earlier, it seems like Martinsburg was kind of uh, smart took the chance that, you know, we're, we think we're going to make a, a deep uh, run into the playoffs, so we just won't schedule games when everyone's playing the first week. We're going to wait till the second week, and it's going to work out for them. Coach Marone, uh, your ball club one game in thus far, a win over Van uh, in your first outing, and the Tulsa Lady Rebels will be back in action uh, coming up here uh, this week. Yeah, Tuesday night uh... – there we go. Hey, Tuesday night. <laughs> Tuesday night uh, at Belfry, play a really good Lady Pirate team, and then actually next week, Ryan, I'll be uh, joining you guys uh, via long distance from Fairmont. Uh, we'll be uh, up there taking on uh, Elkins uh, in the Big Ten Cardinal Shootout. So, looking forward to being part of the program as uh, we try and go up there and uh, represent the Cardinal Conference. Uh, as a uh, quasi-member this week, we're excited to be up there playing great competition. And Coach Beckman from East Fairmont putting on a nice event up there. And we'll be uh, in Fairmont next week. And he's a friend of the show as well. Let's be honest. We've got so many friends of the show. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And, and that's a big thanks to all of you guys out there who make it possible. Don't know of any enemies of the show. Let's hope we don't have any. Well, no, I, yeah, not that I'm aware of. And, again, thanks to all, our, all of our affiliates, uh, including WBES in Charleston, 9.50 a.m. And uh, next week, WRNR in Martinsburg. We fired up there as well. So getting into some larger markets. Isn't that the big buzz thing now? Is that what the, the con- is that why Rutgers is in the Big Ten? That's right. They bring the New York market that no one in New York cares about right. Rutgers. Anyway, anyway, sorry. Uh, I still don't understand how Piscataway, New Jersey, gets to host Michigan and Ohio State football. It's just it's bizarre. But anyway, next week we'll have another full program. Uh, you'll hear more from players and coaches. We'll. We're working on resuscitating uh, our standout athlete of the week as well. That's something that we're going to do. Nominate on basketballnight.com. For everyone involved, thanks for listening. Back next week. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2016. All rights reserved.